Okay, I'm number six, and this is the New Prisoners Podcast. And I am here with TMP contributor Lisa Belanger, and we should be joined by Chris Graves in any moment now. But uh, this week, we are going to focus on the FBI, everyone's favorite organization, not. But um, so here, let me check one or two things here to make sure that we are good on all platforms because we're still getting used to uh, StreamYard here. looks like we are live and running uh, really nicely on Odyssey. And um, let's see what Rumble is up to today. All right. And our Rumble stream disappeared. Not good. Not good. I think it times out or something like that. So here, let me hit the go live button and hit this. That should do it, right? Oh, yeah. And we're live on Rumble. Beautiful. All right. Let me check Twitter. Uh, we should be up and running there, too. Hopefully something's going on. Yes, it is. Pin that. All right. And then, um, Lisa, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tag you in the uh, Twitter video if you want to share that up, too. So here, let me hit reply and tag you there. And I'll also tag prison as well. So when he gets his stuff together. Boom. All right. Cool. All right, folks. So. Last week, when we were told that the COVID emergency had ended, it also closed a chapter in this show's story for me. John Henry and I started this podcast because we needed to speak out against the vaccine mandates and the other issues that were keeping us and our people from experiencing liberty in our lives. Without the threat of some kind of insane COVID policy, there are still plenty of threats to our liberties as a people. We're not going to forget a damn thing about COVID, though. In fact, shows like this are meant to make sure that those who perpetrated the, the crimes against our rights for the last few years receive the justice that they deserve. Welcome to the stream, Chris. A mid-monologue? I'll say hello to you in a moment. <laughs> now, we in the alternative to the alternative media, including you, our listeners, we are all one crew, and it's up to us to make sure that justice is delivered because we sure as hell know that the FBI isn't going to bring it. I remember seeing the Naked Gun movies as a kid, and in one of the scenes, it shows the uniforms of famous agents on the wall of the police station. The whole thing was, a, was to set up a joke about J. Edgar Hoover, who is known for running the FBI in previous generations. The uniform on display was a pink dress with high heels and satin gloves. The gag was to poke fun at Hoover, who is known to abuse his power, go figure, for being a crossdresser. Nowadays, Hoover would be teaching classes of new FBI recruits how to properly tuck their wiener as part of their training. The FBI, since its inception, has been used to surveil, harass, and even murder Americans. People of all groups, black, white, rich, famous, and especially the ones who are politically active. This private police force is allowed to use espionage and other tactics to ensure the stability of the establishment. 
whatever that may call for at the time. That's the idea of serving something. It's not you, the individual, pursuing any type of justice. For the FBI, they are just following orders. Just like the doctors that put my friend on a ventilator during COVID and killed her. And just like those doctors, they get paid for it. It's institutionalized corruption. Today, we are going to explore several recent stories about the FBI. We're going to talk about their involvement in some stories we've covered about January 6th. Others will be about their willingness to back off of shooters right before they start shooting. Coincidence? Nah, we don't think so either. We're also going to talk about how Twitter is a giant surveillance network that the FBI gets to exploit and how they are probably doing the same with your church. The New Prisoners is here to stay. We'll be showing all the information we gather from the past, present, and we'll be discussing the future of issues like these here today with just a little bit more focus on how one story or entity like the FBI connects to all of the other threats to liberty from the establishment and even from our own people. So strap in, folks. It's going to be a long and potentially bumpy ride to liberty. But no list, no amount of surveillance or harassment from the secret police is going to stop us. If not for ourselves, but for future generations, the FBI must be dismantled if we really want justice in this country. I hope, if they are listening, that the lace of their little panties is chafing them something fierce. Bunch of creeps. And that's this week's monologue. Chris, how you feeling today, buddy? Not good. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, Chris, you got anything going on tonight for Get Mad? Uh, Mr. Chris Emery of Free Mind Films, uh, producer of A Noble Lie and uh, uh, a few others. And State of Mind was a second one in Shadow Ring. I'll be talking to him at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Ocelli.com. Nice, man. Nice. And uh, Lisa, how you feeling today? Listen, I'm cranked, baby. <laughs> it's Friday, right? Every day's Friday. Come on. <laughs> I know. I almost had to check. This week's been a clusterfuck, but yeah, it is Friday. <laughs> so, but um, let's um, let's jump into uh, the first of the the big four, shall we? Um, let me do a quick screen share here and get some of these articles up and running. So, um, now the first of which that I pulled here, um, this goes into some of the J6 coverage that we've already talked about. And Lisa, you and I got a chance to, uh, well, really didn't enjoy the Twitter spaces as much. Um, but yeah, we, we had a chance to take a, a look at the, the thoughts and processes of a, of a few people in this movement. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I, we'll, we'll add some more context as we go along. But uh, here's the article. Now, this is from the Daily Beast, which is a shit rag. All right. Uh, this is this is a terrible fucking article. And whoever wrote this, uh, Will Sommer, fuck you, Will Sommer. Yeah, you do a terrible job. Fuck yourself. But um, I'm reading through this to show and point out to people where like the gaps in the logic are not just in the left, 
right? But also our quote unquote side, whatever the hell that may be these days. I don't even want to call it that. But uh, this is uh, Stop the Steal Organizer apologizes after being accused of asking teen boys for dick pics. And then they have a little good jerk off material thing pointed out here. Well, I guess uh, we'll, we'll, we'll decide. Um, in quotes, it says, I apologize for any, any inappropriate messages sent over the years, said Ali Alexander, an ally of former President Trump and white nationalist Nick Fuentes. Is he a white nationalist? I don't know. Um, he claims to be an incel. That I buy. Because um, who's going to fuck that guy? Seriously. Um, a key figure in the pro-Trump Stop the Steal campaign has apologized after being accused of asking teenage boys for sexual pictures. Ali Alexander has become one of the most ubiquitous figures in the MAGA movement. Trump himself reportedly, uh, or I'm sorry, yeah, reportedly requested that Alexander speak at his rally before the riot, with his appearance only quashed by a last-minute intervention from Trump's aides. I wonder what they knew. <laughs> I wonder why his appearance was quashed last minute. Hmm. What did what did they find out? What did they what did they know it was coming? Hmm. Maybe Chris or Lisa could chime in on that later. But uh, but this week, Alexander stands at the center of a scandal that raises questions about how powerful men in the far right treat their younger acolytes. In quotes, it says, "This is too gay." I don't even know how that's possible these days. Um, Alexander said in a statement issued Friday night that addressed the allegations in broad terms. Alexander, who has described himself as bisexual in the past, added that he was battling, in quotes, with same-sex attraction, end quote. Now, the budding online scandal has also roiled the pro-Trump and white supremacist that's their claim in this uh, America First movement, which was in quotes there, uh, just months after it reached new levels of notoriety after its leader, Nick Fuentes, who the fuck made him leader, uh, dined with Donald Trump and rapper Kanye West at Mar-a-Lago. Now, crypto from uh, that French um, French financier that committed suicide shortly after, remember? Oh, yes, I remember. And so does Pepperidge Farms, Chris. Thank you. Um, now, it says, it says, now Fuentes is facing backlash from his own supporters over whether he ignored warnings that Alexander, his friend and ally, was allegedly soliciting nude pictures from young men within Fuentes' movement. So... I guess, like, every... This goes to prove that maybe every group has standards... Because even if you follow the Daily Beast's logic here, which I don't know how the fuck you do that, besides just being ignorant, but if right. you <laughs> thank you, but if you believe that these people are like evil white supremacists bent on world domination or whatever the fuck, um, well, at least they're they're not down with fucking kids, right? <laughs> I mean, what yeah, side what that's... side of the aisle are you on, Daily Beast? <laughs> Who have you backed in the past? I don't know Mikey. if that's logic or not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, even the worst of the worst, I guess, uh, have some standards. But um, now, on Friday night, it says, Alexander, who was questioned by the House January 6th committee, he was only questioned. I wonder what they asked him. 
I mean, they probably asked to see the dick pics uh, about his role, organized a canceled rally dubbed the quote unquote wild protest. Oh, yeah. Wait, now, let's see now who, who was who was his lawyer representing him at that, that time? That lock, I think. I'm, nope. I'm not nope. sure if the article I think it, but was it Joseph? My, my understanding is at the J6 questioning <laughs> of uh, Ali Alexander, uh, it was a, attorney Joseph McBride. That's what I was thinking. And I'm glad when I said uh, his name that Sadie barked and growled. <laughs> good, good girl, <laughs> that's just a girl. little growl. Wait, do, oh, my God. Don't say the whole name because then she'll yeah, 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 yeah. Like, um, say his full name. Long. She just shits on the floor. <laughs> that's, like, that's how I feel about that asshole. <laughs> oh, gee, thanks. So, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Hurry, hurry, say, get out, get out. Um, <laughs> but let's clarify. While simultaneously representing other J Sixers who have been officially charged, okay, that I would suggest that uh, that poses a conflict of interest, given the fact of of uh, Ali's role would stop the steal, right? Because we're talking about infiltration now. How now? It, it stands to reason that hmm. Now, if you're representing Ali Alexander, you're not going to want to pursue certain discovery to make him look bad, now, are you? Which then makes it that you're uh, concealing information from your other clients. Yeah, I mean, I I think that uh, they're definitely burying. The information, I'd say, by not getting discovery, and we've talked about this, Lisa. Um, let's switch back to the panel here, real quick. We've talked about this in past episodes, folks. Um, for those of you that sort of been loosely following, like a lot of the January six stories and everything, um, one thing that's been common, one thing that pattern that we've picked up on, it, leave it to a bunch of you know tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists to pick up some fucking patterns here. But um, you know, we've picked up the pattern that uh, yeah, a lot of the people that are influencers in the J6 movement, well, they all took plea deals and um, buried the information that would have came out during discovery. Am I correct in saying that, Lisa? Or am I off? I would say that's pretty accurate. Now, you'd have to figure like, okay, well, that could be happenstance, right? It could be just bad representation. We've certainly pointed that out. I'm not going to say the name again because we don't want anybody shit on the floor. Uh, it was no, self-evident too, by the way. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that represent, I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you could chalk it up to that. You could just chalk it up to. I mean, this is one of those things where, yeah, you can chalk it up to ignorance, right? You could chalk it up to uh, people just being lazy. Um, but then, if you really want to think about, it, like, when the pattern reaches out and, and it encompasses so many different stories, different types of personalities from different directions, but they all seem to interconnect some way to, to this stop the steal movement um, that all these people that took plea deals that are out saying, Oh, this, this is terrible. How these uh, J six inmates are being held and they're not given access to their discovery and they're complaining afterwards. Well, th they don't explain to the public ever that by taking their plea deals that they buried that discovery. But also in burying that discovery, guess what? Every other story, every other case down the downstream, right, is affected by that. Because if you don't go 
balls out in defending yourself and find the evidence, then that evidence isn't going to be presented by the state that they're certainly doing everything they can to withhold that. We're not arguing that point, but the defense in aiding the establishment and positioning itself potentially maybe for uh, you know career moves or just you know maintaining a life. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what kind of threats are being levied against these uh, people? Too. I mean, I'm not saying that they're all the all the defense attorneys are corrupt, although that that's highly likely. Um, but what whenever these um, uh, folks that are up for trial, um, we're not going to name names here, but just uh, names that you've heard of names in these Twitter spaces, whenever they accept these plea deals, that effectively they had not only buried the evidence, you know, that could have prevented, uh, well, not anything you know, bad from happening to themselves, you know, and from you know, receiving charges, right? But then also, um, anyone down the road that could have cited that as precedent or or, or found that evidence and explored it for, further, you know, all the all the clues that could have been there as to how this happened, who set it up, who was involved, all that goes away with those plea deals, doesn't it, Lisa? Oh, you're muted, Lisa. Sorry. Damn it. Damn you, button. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the whole purpose, right? It seems like it. Like it just seems like they they did their best early on to gather up as many people as they could, and these people too being um, important influencers, like big names that you've heard of in the media, especially when it comes to alternative or conservative media. Um, big names there that you know are all all pleading uh, for lesser charges and being let out. And they're back right out in, into the public media sphere. And they're all trying to get people on the same page. They're all trying to get people rallied, you know, and organized uh, sort of under their guidance and under you know, what, what they think is important uh, to the movement. Not not the other uh, issues that our friends have brought up in the past, you know, things about corruption, intimidation, uh, potentially violence uh, within the J6 community, like J6er on J6er violence. Um, and, and, and what could that be for? Could it be to, to take plea deals? Uh, potentially. I, I think that there could be pressure from, uh, many different establishment connected organizations, uh, to want J sixers to take these plea deals. So they don't have the evidence presented in any point. Exactly. Right? Exactly. I mean, it seems to me, uh, I would almost equate it pay to play, right? I mean, can you imagine the amount of money being paid to make a plea deal, really? Well, and, and just like think about who it could save there, whose asset could save. I mean, did the F? I mean, if the FBI infiltrated these uh, groups, and they don't go to trial where evidence is presented. I mean, if the Proud Boys didn't imagine if the Proud Boys didn't go to trial, right? And we're going to talk about some of their uh, stories this week. Uh, but if the Proud Boys didn't go to trial. If they just looked at what the the feds, you know, accused them of, and and just tried to bargain with them and pled down, then some of the evidence that we've shown, like particularly with Ray Epps, um, our friend Gary McBride caught that right in court, that they were showing evidence to the to the jury that was most likely tampered with. I mean, there's no way I can prove that they went into the video and stretched the Kellers to um in the exact proportion and direction in which ray epps was breaching the capitol 
<laughs> no coincidence there at all, I'm sure. But um, you know, when you see the actual video, like the the full video, the one that doesn't have the glitch in it, um, you can see that Ray Epps is right there at the beginning of the breach, seemingly directing people. Um, if they didn't go to trial, if they pled out when they were first, you know, been given the charges, we would have never have seen that. So, I mean, what what does that tell you? That it just goes to show you that the more that's presented, it doesn't really hurt the J6ers. <laughs> The more the evidence that's been presented, it actually helps the J6ers, even those who had already pled. And there's been a lot that have pled and had mysteriously committed suicide, too. And that's also being taken advantage of, I believe, uh, by people online, people connected to those folks, which is really disgusting. Um, now, there's also other connections, too, that I've noticed, Lisa, and maybe, Chris, you've picked up on this, too. Military connections. A lot of these J6ers that are on trial are former military. And um, the people that seem to be calling the shots, the people that uh, were, were part of the actual storming and entry part, a lot of them with military backgrounds. Now, that doesn't mean anything on itself, on its own, right? But when you find the pattern that you connect many of these people with a military type of background, um, J six. Well, yeah, yeah. Does does the mili does the military plan coups in other countries, Chris? <laughs> well, I don't know about the military, but you know the higher ups and the alphabet agencies sure do. Yeah. So I wonder why. I wonder why. Um, and it's that that's the type of thing too, like. If you're if you've been following these stories like we have and and you care about this type of stuff, a lot of things happen in this movie where you scratch your head and you wonder why. Well, but I think there's one blaring red flag with that. Give it is the the focus on that bill about domestic terrorism, right? I mean, they've been wanting to create that narrative about the militia. Well, and if we're dealing with domestic terrorists as opposed to terrorists elsewhere, then whose help might you need? Like if there's if there's sort of international peace out there, which I hope that there is somewhat soon, you know, if, if we're not uh, invading Russia or something like that within the next couple of years, um, what are we going to be doing with the military and all these fancy toys that we've bought? Are we going to use them on us? <laughs> Because it certainly looks like they're trying to fuck use them on us. I mean, that's what that's what all these bills. I mean, I, for those of you that haven't been paying attention of a well, local school district, if you show how, up and, at the PTA and tell them not to teach your kid to tuck his dick in his asshole, then well, it uh, seems, you might be a domestic terrorist. But it seems for decades that the military has has been using our own right for what medical experiments, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, that's not far fetched either. I mean, that was if you look at where the, the birth of those programs came from, were they all military? I mean, could we have experienced a military coup in this country in 2020 and we didn't really know it? <laughs> I mean, crazy thing to think about, isn't it? But, uh, you know, who really took over in 2020? Was it just the was it just the Biden administration? No, was it, it was a changeover of power. <laughs> It was in 2001. It wasn't in 2020. 
Well, that that's that's why, I'm, man, I'm so glad that you're part of these broadcasts with us, Chris. I know you're not feeling well, brother, but I appreciate you being here for all of these things, man. And you have a hell of a streak going, too. So I'm glad you got to keep that up today. Uh, yeah, folks, Chris is, hasn't we went over it yesterday. Chris really hasn't missed an episode with us uh, since like the episode after uh, the Rock and Roll Conspiracy Party. And that was like last summer. So. You went on a tear, man. <laughs> but 2001 is when the takeover happened, and probably even before that, more uh, co uh, covertly. Well, yeah, because they had to plan it out well ahead before 2001, right? Like yeah. this. Is I, I would suggest it started way back, even before Woodrow Wilson. <clears throat> excuse me, but Woodrow Wilson put out that nice 14-point plan, right? Oh. See, I love jumping back into the history like that too. That's interesting. We we might have to we might have to explore uh, a Woodrow Wilson era. Well, Peter is all on top of that, especially with, in Hidden History Three, big chunks about uh, about Woodrow Wilson and his uh, quote unquote advisor, uh, General House, I believe, or he wasn't an actual general or a uh, colonel, Colonel's House, I think it was. Uh, yeah, he's the one that set up like the CFR and all that, and even the um, Council on Foreign Relations, folks. For those of you that don't yeah. know, and even got it helped uh, push Woodrow into one, uh, getting us into World War One. Yeah, not shocking, judging uh, from the fact that uh, Woodrow Wilson was an evil piece of shit uh, who resegregated yeah. the military. Let's not forget that. That our military was already unsegregated. We were already mixing whites and blacks and whoever the fuck else. But not that wasn't good and for also experimentation was too on uh, on people. Oh, when you uh, we want to talk about the the first major usage of uh, bio weapons and bio warfare. I mean, Wood look Road at World Wilson. War One. Absolutely, yep. dude. I mean, that was the chemical warfare war. We don't talk about that a lot. I mean, people talk about. I mean, and n n shout out to Jason Barker for the foxhole idea. But, you know, when I think of World War One, you think of guys in, with the no man's land in between them and getting yeah. shell shock and like being in this, you know, terrible foxholes with like festering human bodies and rats eating your food and your people and you. Um, and well, you know, keep just, going. It sounds so sexy. Absolutely. I, I was going to I was going to say I was going to tell uh, Peter when I talked to him uh, later this week that you said that he's on top of the big chunks. <laughs> the only good thing to, in my Giggity. opinion to come out of world war one was that story about christmas eve where everyone had a, a little moment of clarity and some 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 truce not truth but truce you know he stopped fighting that was the only good thing that came out of world war one in my opinion is that nice little story about how we didn't fight on christmas eve and had christmas eve together remember i do remember um I don't know about Petrich Farms, but I'll have to ask them later. But I was going to say it's nothing to do with anything, <laughs> nothing to do with Pepperidge Farms or so you claim. What does Pepperidge Farms have to do with anything? <laughs> you don't remember the Pet Pepperidge Farms remembers uh, oh. gimmick from Family Guy? Come on. Now. Come no. On. Yeah. Well, when I found out Seth MacFarlane lied about uh, his whole 9-11 connection. Oh, yeah. Well. I, I guess we shouldn't be uh, praising Seth MacFarlane then on the show. No, but um, I, that, that's something. Well, here, here's something to throw out there. Um, maybe a, a black pilling moment. That little moment that you talked about um, in World War One, the Christmas story. Yeah, the truce or whatever you want, to, whatever they officially called it. Yeah. Um, 
I read I read that actually on our uh, Christmas Eve uh, show or our holiday special. Remember, right before the end of the year, there. I do, I do. But my question is, and maybe I didn't think of it then, but you know, <laughs> we're we're living in a world that's rather unreal. You know, shout out to our friend uh, Don Jeffries. Jeffries. Yep. <laughs> but um, is that story real? <laughs> I mean, yeah, as I was saying it to you six, I was like in in my head, I'm like. Could that be BS too? Who knows? But yeah, I know. I was thinking nice that. though. It sounded nice, and it sounds like it would it would have went against the powers of be. You know, they wouldn't want they didn't want their uh, dueling uh, troops to be getting along. So yeah, like know. somebody higher up would probably look at that as treason, wouldn't they? Like you guys yeah. stopped fighting and like sang with each other, like because it was a holiday. in the firing line. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean. It's 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 hard to tell, right? I mean, it's hard to verify, especially things from that. I mean, what are you going to go back and get like the body cam footage? <laughs> but it's a good, but it's a good piece of propaganda that with a good message, if uh, it is fake. Yeah. I mean, the stories of war, especially the ones in the modern era that we've experienced, are are most of them propaganda. <laughs> I mean, I I know the babies and incubators thing was uh, a piece of propaganda there. Um, going back to the Gulf War, I was I was watching some uh, classic wrestling this week from '91, uh, and our, our our friend Sergeant Slaughter uh, dressed as an a, a Iraqi mercenary. <laughs> it was a weird time. <laughs> it was a really weird time. Shouldn't the question be? <clears throat> sorry. Oh. <clears throat> what it, isn't propaganda? Oh yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, that's the easier question, isn't it? <laughs> Plus, what isn't propaganda? But yeah, the babies and incubators thing came from the mouth of the daughter of the PR firm that was hired to push that whole story about babies and being taken out of the incubators and thrown on the floors in Kuwait. I mean, when are we going to experience our first AI war? Are we is it possible now that because of because of where we're located, right? Like think about the geography. Well, when Skynet goes live in nineteen ninety seven, we will oh. go against the machines. Oh. Indeed. Oh wait, wait. Oh, <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I love how you know we're we're living in the post Skynet era, right? When you talk about, <laughs> you know, going yeah, after anything after 2001, especially 1997 in the uh, the other universe, let's just say the Cameron universe. Well, and uh, here's something because uh, that was off. the original Judgment Day was 1997. Remember? <laughs> well, here's something a little off topic, Chris, but could 9-11 have been part of the first AI war? Against us, against our perception. Well, part of it was uh, with the training exercises going on and the drills. They attacked all the uh, the FAA's hardware and everything by putting phantom blips on the screen to, co to confuse everybody of what was a real and what was a phantom. And they used the word phantom over and over again in the recordings. And haven't we talked on the show about how the technology that we're aware of today is like? already 30 years old or more 30 to 50 years advanced with darpa yeah that's right so what you're saying is if we go back so you're saying there's a chance well yeah 
But if you go back from 2023 to 2021, well, that fits in that timeline, doesn't it? Like with the stuff that we're seeing today with deep fakes, well, that the stuff Cambridge that we're seeing Analytica with Facebook, yep. mm-hmm. the stuff that we're seeing with, um, uh, you know, the, the type of AI chat technology, AI is writing pop songs. Now AI is creating, um, you know, poetry, we'll probably talk a little bit more about this when we get to the Elon Musk article, cause he was fapping over that. Um, but yeah, that, that actually makes it kind of plausible that, uh, footage from 9-11 may have been ai generated well when you go down that road then you you do it gets tricky because then you get into the uh, the hologram and the no plane theories and all that and me personally just studying all that for years and years that was a divide and conquer tactic to cause a lot of infighting with that that movement that kind of never never came back you know it, there's it's a shadow of its former self so ai you know what i mean i leave any possibility open you I mean ai uh definitely could have been behind a lot of questionable footage like you were saying but uh in terms i think there really were planes used so i just want to protect myself right then and there <laughs> well yeah that no that that that's fine and that's actually why i wanted to bring that up is is that because well two things doesn't have to be used on the major footage, right? It could be used in the supporting narrative footage. I mean, if you really wanted to be slick about it, you wouldn't put your whole, like you wouldn't bet your whole horse on a new technology that you're trying to utilize on a population like us with all the media attention and something like that, that that story is going to get, but you can probably put some fake shit in there just to see how it sticks. Right? Well, we already know they didn't even need the fake shit. They needed, um, well, you remember the celebrations in Pakistan? No, not Pakistan, in um, Palestine and everything that they claimed on CNN and Fox News. Yeah, we have the dancing Israelis and all the others. Well, no, 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 that means, and... no. That's that's not even it either. That's a that's a oh. separate issue altogether. What I'm talking about okay. is CNN and Fox News on the day were pushing footage on. Yeah, the they people. were like, "Here's all of our enemy nations, and they're our enemy." They're all that's celebrating. What this... <laughs> That's what the CIA tells us to tell you. <laughs> and it was from 1991, six. It was a birthday yeah. party in the streets from 1991. Wow. So they didn't even need fake footage. They just needed footage that was old and they passed it off, you know? You remember, they, remember when they used the fake explosion footage? They did that as well in certain areas. Yes, Lisa, can you go into that a little bit? Well, <clears throat> I wish I were uh, as... Uh, Good as you are, Chris, because my memory. But <clears throat> excuse me, I, I forget which um, I forget which footage they used to make it look like it was like uh, I was was it a bombing in Syria supposedly that that it was it was like an old footage from there. Well, I know that there was footage that was being shown to be Flight seventy seven, the aftermath with all the smoke, and then. You actually get up close uh, photos a couple months after the fact, and you saw that they were caused by dumpster fires that were in front of the Pentagon and were not the plane itself at all. So you have all kinds of fakery and possible fakery going on uh, at during these events. But when you hit, you have to be careful because then you're attacking the families all of a sudden. It's like, well, no, I'm just asking questions, but like if something looks weird. But yeah, to answer your question six yeah ai definitely i i have no doubt that it has been utilized for propaganda footage and films and things like that right now yeah i mean i just 
it popped in there, you know, sort of like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Um, it, You're welcome. It's just, yeah, it, it's just something that, that really makes me think, like, how much of what we've seen in the past, if if that's true, if AI can show us things we don't know if it's real or fake today, well, what in the last 30, 40 years could have been fake? I mean, we know that the Reagan Star Wars bullshit was fake, right? Like the the whole like you know weapons from outer space, but uh, no, that was not fake. But they ooh. told the public that they stopped in 1989 and they kept going unofficially. Holy shit! See, that's what I'm saying. Like how <laughs> how much how much of There's that? There's a secret space program too that is totally militarized. NASA is just the public face, and they. And uh, a money laundering front, but there's the the secret space program that we could do a special on at some point. Wow! So you're saying that there was a space force before space force? Yeah, space force is a, a joke. So more like the public face, like NASA is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. So who's the real military? Like that's you know, like maybe that's something we could bring that's Jason Barker on yeah. eventually to talk about. Maybe that's where we're not going to get him in trouble. <laughs> that's a need to know. That's classified yeah. information. Yeah, I don't want to get we're, in we're not uh, under the need to know banner right now. Right, Lisa? But I, I mean, I'm not saying that anyone that's serving is, is, isn't is real or the experiences aren't real and stuff like that. I'm talking about like who's really serving who there. Like who's directing the ship whenever it comes to our military. Like. We're so Alan Green is people, so it's uh, not us. Oh, that's true. Let's uh, let's jump back to the article, Chris, and then uh, yeah, we'll do that. So, um, do do do, just jumping over here, doing the thing. That's the wrong one. Boom! I like that one. Okay, now it says from Ali Alexander. In quotes, I apologize for any inappropriate messages sent over the years. Adding later, when I flirted, or others have flirted with me. And this is something that I gathered from uh, the spaces I listened to with one of the accusers that the accuser, when describing uh, his story, said that he had a conversation with a friend. And that conversation was based around, well, how do we get Allie to ask us or ask you, the, the, the victim, uh, to send something lewd? Like, how do we get proof of this? Which... I don't know about you folks. That kind of seems like a setup. Some kind of feels like entrapment of some sort. And what I loved about it the is. Twitter spaces was, is that the hosts were defending the quote unquote victim. And I'm not going to say that this person wasn't victimized, especially if they were involved in something sexual or lewd or nasty or creepy when they were underage, right? This person claimed that they right. were, they were under the age of 18. So mm -hmm. like, any type of interaction like this is just corruption of a minor, you know, regardless yep. to me, you know, well, maybe I can get Lisa's legal thoughts on that in just a second. She's going to grab something. But um, well, what I was going to say is if you're going to defend this person as a victim, where's the fucking due process then? Because um, I don't know if anybody missed it, but there's, there's been no trial for these people. There's been no charges for Ali, uh, these these folks that threw this Twitter spaces the other, I'm not going to name the names because the court them. of public opinion that's what took over six. 
Well, and and there's nothing wrong with that if it's directed like a court should be directed. You know? Like, yeah, but you need evidence. You know, you yeah. need witnesses. You need they were support. like, anybody who wants to defend Ali isn't welcome here. You can go. You can go somewhere else and speak. So it was it was an it was a purposeful echo chamber yeah. for for people that just wanted to shit on somebody. They should have just named it. I want to shit on Ali Alexander. Or which, Shista. Shista and I'm Paul. not saying he doesn't fucking deserve it. You know, like this yeah, guy may either. be. Yeah, just like. Uh, uh, okay, so Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, I met that douche. Yeah. yeah, monster. If somebody wanted to throw a party, just shitting on Harvey Weinstein. You would have liked it. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. That has its place, right? But if if you want to actually get to the bottom of the story, though, somebody's actually got to do some investigative work. Somebody's got to ask some questions. They have to verify that the accuser's claims are true. Like before somebody's officially a victim, then they have to, I mean, they have to prove that they were, right? It's Victimized, just, yeah. Yep. Yeah, if you're going to accuse somebody of a crime, you have to be able to prove it. If Monica Lewinsky didn't have the blue dress with Bill's cum on it. Well, that's a whole other thing, Six. She was, uh, <laughs> she's possibly, Thank you, nah, she's possibly uh, Mossad. I looked into that, too. And that, that was, uh, I'll tell you flat out what that kind of was, that operation, was to deflect the more horrible crime or potential crimes like with the Clinton body count to get him on something benign like oh he cheated on his wife kind of deflect but that's a oh. whole special that's a different special that's a horse of a different color and wasn't that compromat used to lie us into war again Chris well there was a movie My timeline off <laughs> there was a movie that came out before the Monica Lewinsky scandal where there was a, there was a Bill Clinton-like figure in the movie, and there was a young woman wearing a beret, like uh, giving him a hug in like pictures, and it kind of played out in real life a couple months later when Monica had that famous picture with the beret and giving him a hug, but it was in the movies like months prior to that, so very odd. Could they be floating ideas in media like that to see what they can get away with? Well, something's floating, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just thinking like, cause whenever it comes down to, um, you know, like the predictive programming thing, like, I mean, it, it, again, it doesn't have to be like full force, does it? You know, it could be something where let's go. Yeah. Predictive programming and synchronicity like, uh, that there's real, that's, those are real phenomena. but it doesn't have to be as blatant. You know, that's what I'm Sometimes saying. Like, they don't even care. It's, it's almost like, Oh, it's so blatant that you're like, it can't be true. Cause why would why wouldn't they change certain details? You know, it makes you go, oh, my God, the bigger the lie, the easier the sell, right? Oh, that's an interesting idea. You know, because well, it's psychological, dude. Well, yeah, well, uh, I, I say uh, there probably is a lot of truth to what you just said, because, I mean, when something is very simple, like when you say a big lie, you can't have a big complex lie, Right. Like when you're, when you're trying to sell the public on it, like (laughs) for for us, you know, we know that the big lies are probably the most complex because when you start off at the top with a lie, then all of the roots from the top that go down downwards, you know, all the downstream effects of that, that if you start off with a false premise or a big lie that you end up just chasing, you know, 
something in the wrong direction that isn't even there. You're just chasing ghosts in, in, into the wrong direction in the forest and you're getting lost, right? And that's that's the thing that keeps people uh, from ever really understanding what's really going on at the top is because, well, what we've been given, what we've been told was wrong. <laughs> you know, if you, you think know that Occam's razor. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. psychological operations, they use that as a weapon because most people go Occam's razor. The most simplest explanation is the most likely explanation, right? Yes. Well, not in psychological operations. They make it complex. And, and simple then, concepts yeah. are the ones that that sell, right? Simple okay. concepts of us versus them. Um, you know, Lisa lost her connection again. Just she's in a crazy area, so she'll be back on, folks. But um, yeah, like the the a, a really complex idea um isn't gonna get over in a 30-second commercial, is it? Like something some you want you want something like you know, we'll talk about Bud Light a little bit here, right? Uh you want something simple to market like Bud Light. You don't want to talk about the complexities of the brewing process for how long they brew it, the ingredients, where they gather that. Yeah. The the yeast cultures that they used, how, how those are cultivated, how those are kept and stored. Like you can do a tour of a brewery. It's a lot of fun actually. And for someone that doesn't even drink anymore, I would still go on one just to see the process because it's fascinating. I love those. How do they do it shows like how it's made those types of things. This it's, things are really fascinating to me, especially because uh, mechanically I'm pretty fucking stupid. So it's just like, wow. Well, I like the, uh, yeah. When they, they describe like the life of a fluffer or things like that, you know, <laughs> the life of a fluff. Yeah. That's, a, that's a, the new micro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the life of a fluffer, the new how to HD TV uh, <laughs> with his great fucking voiceover voice. Just like, and now I'm going to become a fluffer. <laughs> commence fluffing yeah, yeah commence yes dirty jobs folks dirty jobs yeah but, uh, literally don't look that up folks i'm not yeah, i'm not serious i'm not i'm not serious i'm not kidding it's <laughs> right now i just see people just dropping their phone like no 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 <laughs> oh god those images yeah i warned you yes we warned you folks um but no, but getting back to uh, what we were talking about before uh, with this article, though, um, the thing that just brings this all up, and I think the, where we where we sort of diverted for a second there, uh, which I'm glad we do, um, because being able to do that on this show where you can't do that on others, I think is maybe what sets us apart a little bit of where we get to explore and, and what I, I feel like some of the good, finer points of what we get to talk about, especially with you involved, Chris, because you and I can uh, just sort of because i'm we a can, sick pig <laughs> yeah oh we could yeah yeah i'm wild pig that makes me think of uh rocco's modern life an amazing show um and ren and stimpy happy happy yeah, oh yeah happy, ren and whatever. stimpy uh not including the new newer version that was on mtv briefly oh the woke one yeah yeah stop making our care i mean it, <sighs> Stop making our characters gay if they're not already gay. Like if somebody's gay in a in a story, let them be gay. That's fine. Like Mr. Belvedere, that's fine. It could be, yeah, yeah. And and that's that that's the thing about this this article that we're reading too. Like part of this is like you're trying to point out that you know these these despicable, horrible white supremacists 
like Nick Fuentes, who did get a shit ton of Bitcoin from some mysterious French guy. And then Isn't he, died. he Hispanic? <laughs> That's what I never understood. Uh, that, he, I, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Is he really an incel? That I buy. You know, he looks yeah, pretty but not by choice, though. Not by choice. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's what involuntary. So that's what an incel is: involuntary celibate. They can't. They can't do anything. No, about I thought it was like by like choice. They didn't want to touch the puss. No, no, no. That's a different movement. That's um, that's the uh, oh fuck. There's there's another term for it. It'll pop in there. Just like Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. But it won't go. Get it? <laughs> you, you talking straight edge? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, no, there is... Um, oh, jeez. It'll come to me, man. Uh, there is a term, though. It, it's about... It's like a walk away from women type of movement, though. Like, I'll, I'll have to fucking look it up. I'll have to look it up um, or something. But um, let's let's finish out this article and maybe it'll come to me. Uh, ew, gross. All right. So, but uh, it Maybe says talking about like Mr. Bean or something. Agoraphobic. No, 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 no. There, there's no, I'm serious. Uh, people out there in the chats, like if you can think of it. Um, and by the way, Chris, feel free to uh, stream this to your Twitter if you want. I don't know if that'll, if that's possible. Oh, I'm streaming, baby. Easy. Yeah. Oh, streaming. you mean, oh, you mean simulcast. Oh, well, that's different. yeah. 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 I mean, I know it's a little late in the game. We've already started the show, but eh, if it gets more people's attention, it helps. So. Well, sorry about that. I have my uh, foot stuck in my neighbor once again. <laughs> sorry. Oh man, that neighbor of yours always—it's—it's <laughs> it's like the movable holes uh, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Only it's your neighbor. <laughs> Just like in every situation. Well, I'm the unstoppable force. Uh, they're the immovable object that I eventually will move. <laughs> That's called a wind jammer. <laughs> it's called a good Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, but going back to the article, it says that Ali apologizes uh, when he's flirted or others have flirted with him because he's flexed his credentials, he claims, and dropped corny pickup lines. All right. So I'm not gay. Never really even felt gay, except for the, maybe that one time at that show. No, no, no. But um, uh, I, I would assume because, you know, I've hit on women a lot in my life. That when you hit on women, that you do drop corny pickup lines sometimes, you know, whether they're intended or not. Well, you say corny shit because you're awkward and uncomfortable and you're bashful or whatever, you know. Against the, the law hot. now, though. Just keep that in mind. But. Oh, yeah. Against the law now. Yeah. Completely against the law. Yeah. Oh, Lisa's back. Boop. Drink. Lisa's back. Drink. Now, um, no, Lisa. I was going to say, uh, we're getting to the part of the article here about Ali, where he claims that he's flexed his credentials and dropped corny pickup lines. And I was going to say, isn't that just hitting on people? Isn't that just how it goes? Isn't that standard practice for like, if you're trying to pick up anybody? Call harassment now. <laughs> now, I'm not, I'm not apologizing for the fact that this was apparently done to young men under the age of 18, which again, again not good, not good, not none of it. But all he's claiming is that he's dropped some corny pickup lines and flexes credentials. Now, the flexes credentials part is, is that did he offer access to people like Trump and others? Like, did he get young, starry eyed people looking to get into politics, um, especially if you're a young man and you're gay? 
um, this might present a really big platform for you because you could be the new young gay Republican guy that gets to be on Tucker Carlson because you're the official gay representative person. You're the new David Hogg. <laughs> yeah, that kid's a hog, all right. Yeah. I mean, but doesn't Lisa, doesn't that put these people in a position that are trying to get this information uh, sent to them? Doesn't that put them in a great position to say blackmail people? Isn't the currency of Washington, D.C. blackmail? <laughs> Lisa, do we have your audio? She's like yelling right now, but no one can hear her. <laughs> just <laughs> she's in a void. Oh no. Lisa, you just unmuted and then I talked. Sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. Apologize. Uh, well, we'll wait for her to maybe fully rejoin us. Connection issues, technical gremlins, folks. All right, let's get let's power through here. Allie, Alexander through. does not like the ladies. Is that what I'm getting? Um, well, apparently. Or he's 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 into both or something like that. But it says Oh, he's a binary um, or a decimal point or whatever they call it. Ugh, who knows? Yeah, it's Lisa says can hear Lisa. Um, here, let me Lisa just drop out and try and come back in. Yeah, yeah, technical gremlins. Gremlin. All right. He also claims that other times he's been careless and should have qualified those coming up to me's identities during flirtatious banter at the start. So, again, could people? Be placed in a situation similar <laughs> to like Jeffrey Epstein's island. Yes. Where Absolutely. they're in a position where they're not checking IDs of these girls. Are they? No. Like if you're that. if you're sitting like people listening right now, whatever sex you are, whatever you're attracted to, Whoa. say that that thing that you're attracted to messages you out of the blue and Our starts bench. flirting with you. Yeah. Do you play along? Do you go along? It depends on your situation, right? Like, I, I'm not defending this guy. I'm just asking you right. to think about these situations. You're sitting there. Phone goes, burp, burp, you know, because I never have Ew. my fucking ears on. Um, so, but yeah, it, it does the burp, burp. You pick it up. All of a sudden, <laughs> hot chick, hot chick saying, hey, what's up with you tonight? And you're just like, oh, shit. You answer back. You're like. Um, just sitting here, rearranging my sock drawer. What rearranging are you my sock drawer? Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, Lisa, Where give us some audio. Let us this? know that you're here. <laughs> this kid, this guy is like ridiculous. Well, yeah, the the rest of the article really reveals uh, uh, quite a bit. So, uh, all right, I'll shut up. It's gonna be a fun. It's gonna be a fun time. It's gonna be a fun time. Lisa, do we have audio from you? I guess that's a no. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It was a gremlin. I'm just going to read on. Um, yeah, let me see if I can unmute Lisa. If that does You have that control. Yeah, when I'm on my screen, you're right uh, I, can I can't that. unmute her because she muted herself, it says. Oh, my God. Oh, no. How do you do that? I don't even know. All right. <laughs> All right. Now, Where's Mr. John Henry, by the way? I missed that. If uh, he Does he not feel well, too? Or... Oh, no. He's, he's off uh, serving the people. I got you. <laughs> Okay. Lisa's asking, are you guys talking? I just saw that. I believe uh, we I are. don't think so. I don't think so. I'm talking to myself in the mirror yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, let me check the Rumble stream. Why don't you uh give us right. some, give us? Why some... don't you play amongst yourselves? Yeah, yeah. Give, well, anyway, give me, some, give me some audio, Chris. I just want to. Oh, check I'll give you all that and a boatload of know-how. Um, yeah, later on today, I got to. T I will get to talk to Mr. Chris Emery. Uh, shameless plug here, and uh, we're gonna get. It, I'm gonna go do some deep dives into Oklahoma City that maybe he hasn't even heard of, including a connection to what happened in Dealey Plaza with JFK 30 years prior to Oklahoma City. And also there was a shady lady that was involved. It came out in transcripts during a couple of the trials there for Oklahoma City, where apparently there was a woman that was waving McVeigh in uh, into place with the rider truck. This mysterious lady has never really been brought up anywhere else. So anyway, but I digest and me and myself and Mr. Cooper are going to we're going to dive into another Mr. Cooper that was taken from us in 2001. That should be tomorrow. Well, not should be, but will be. The thing that should will be. It doesn't make any sense. The thing that should not be is a good song on Ride the Lightning by Metallica. Yes, it is. There you go. I But I digest. Thank said you, Kelly, Kelly Bundy. <laughs> All right. Let me see if I can remove Lisa. Oh, don't don't kill her, dude. No, not that she's, way. She's cool. <laughs> no, not that way. Um, let me try and remove her and then add her back to the stream. Bring her back to life, six. Can you hear now, Lisa? Can you give us some audio? Can you hear me now? <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> um well, let's, baby, let's just do a weekend. Uh, let's just do a weekend and get through the rest of this article. The first of the big four. Um, yeah, he's an incel. Don't like puss. I got you. All right, let's yeah, go. Yeah. Well, that's the Fuentes. But Alexander claims that uh, he likes it all. Um, he's receiving text messages. <laughs> he likes he's, it all. <laughs> he's not checking IDs, folks. Um, also, one last thing: Can screenshots ever be fake or edited? Hmm. Oh come on, is that real? Is that yeah. a real thing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe he did verify who the fuck knows right that's something that has to be investigated Good um point. you yes. can't just have somebody with a claim and a screenshot and that oh case settled motherfucker that's it you're yeah. done and that's what they're trying to do to this person they're trying to push him out of the movement and they're trying to use the public to basically you know defame this person maybe deserved maybe 100 percent deserved but yeah. defame this person out of the j6 movement because what does that do buries the evidence that's an old COINTELPRO tactic too to get everyone to distrust you within a certain movement yeah yeah i just tried adding lisa one more time but uh lisa if here let me high fiber yeah. Yeah. yeah get it movement bm yeah i'm just Throw up, guys. If, you Throw up. Can. if you can hear lisa are you there Quit playing, Lisa. Let's go. <laughs> I don't feel good at all. Anyway. Um, oh, man, yeah. I hope you feel better, dude. Doesn't yeah, me too. But my neighbor, I don't know. That's a different story. Yikes. All right. Now, it does say that... Um, now, Alexander didn't respond to requests for comment from the Daily Beast. So they don't know what the fuck his side of the story is. Uh, but also, in his statement, he claimed he has also been targeted by false accusations 
and edited screenshots of his messages, kind of like what I just brought up, but declined opportunities to point out which accusers or screenshots aren't legitimate. Now, rumors about Alexander's alleged sexual behavior towards younger men have circulated in conservative online circles since at least 2015. But they reached a new level. No worries, Lisa. Uh, but they reached a new level late last month after Milo Yiannopoulos, again, now associated with another smear story really close to Trump involving Kanye West and Nick Fuentes, all connected here. Why is that? Who knows? Now, he's a controversial British provocateur. British. Like, member of the Five Eyes British? MI6 or five. Yeah. Five to one. One and five. <laughs> no one One here. and all. Three Musketeers, right? Oh, like yeah. The that, there. Yeah. <laughs> That's slightly oh, different. Oh, my God. Yeah. What is that sound? I don't know. Um, hopefully, it's Sam Tripoli asking you to be on a, a podcast. But, no, um, a bill collector. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> but it says a new, uh, it says, but they reached a new level last month after Milo Yiannopoulos, again, who's a controversial British provocateur. Hmm. I wonder why he, uh, he gets elevated to these levels. And one time, Alexander Ally turned on Alexander after Alexander and Fuentes pushed him out of a potentially lucrative position in West's nascent presidential campaign. Now, Yiannopoulos uh, started releasing video interviews and other evidence meant to prove that Alexander sexually propositioned both adult men in their 20s. Again, this person not using any means of the law, right? Now, I'm not, we're kind of shitting on the FBI during this entire process, right? Releasing well, it. They kind of brought it along for themselves, right? Well, yeah, but okay. So if you're not going to attempt to do the legal process, at all though um what does that do is that is that just a op is that just a campaign against somebody i think so yeah yeah i mean can you outright defame people i mean because i mean with without the law there and i'm not defending the law but i'm just saying like if you're not going to present this in a place with due process and you're just shooting information out there doesn't the CIA do that in other countries? Well, yeah, they remove your ass if you don't go along to get along. Look at it in what uh, Chile in 1954. Am I getting it wrong? Chile, the Chilean leader. Like, um, oh, Iran! No, Iran, dude! Yeah. Iran in 1954, democratically elected leader. They they took out his ass and installed uh, one of our guys. Well, yeah, but I mean. When it, whenever it comes to the media, though, like releasing big stories or bad stories about you, whatever opposition that our intelligence agencies have overseas or whatever blackmail they have against you. Like, yes, this is what they do. <laughs> this is exactly what they do. I mean, they don't they don't they don't go through the legal process. They 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 have leaks. They leak this stuff, just like these recent Pentagon leaks. Fucking leakers. Leakers, yes. I mean, all throughout the Trump uh, administration, uh, how many fucking leaks did they have in the first sixty days? You know, like this, it, it was yeah. obviously coordinated. Like this is something that I'm not saying Yiannopoulos is MI6, but I will say that it's kind kind of 
odd that he's using the same type of tactics that an MI6 would use to uh, defame somebody and remove somebody from a movement that would bury a lot of, you know, that knows where the bodies are buried. Well, they also removed Princess Diana because of her uh, her stance against the military industrial complex worldwide with the with the landmine thing, you know, the treaty that she wanted. She wanted all those landmines to be banned and in war and clinton went along with it and then the moment she was dead clinton reversed his stance on diana's initiative lisa i hope you can hear us but i'm, I'm going to read on um it says uh Yiannopoulos started releasing these video interviews and other evidence uh meant to prove that alexander sexually propositioned both adult men in their 20s and at least two teenagers now Yiannopoulos whose own career as a what they describe as a far-right pundit imploded in 2017 after remarks he had made downplaying the seriousness of pedophilia surfaced. Now claims he has more damaging videos to release about Alexander and Fuentes. So again, always involved in vice, always involved in something that could compromise someone, right? Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird that people that run in this, especially like illustrious, like hard to get into gay circles, I'm sure, like both in politics, Chris, there's plenty of background in that in Hollywood, right? Like that reminds me of the scene in uh, The Shining, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining with the two dudes in the masks, <laughs> like that kind of shit. Oh, God, Chris, are you still there? <laughs> Did we lose you too? Well, it's off to a great start, folks. Technical gremlins. <laughs> Dear Lord. All right. Well, it says, moving on, that Yiannopoulos claims he's releasing the video against Alexander because Alexander dropped Yiannopoulos' name to entice young men. One screenshot purports. So this appears to have started where he had all this stuff against him. Didn't have any problem with it. Until somebody found, until he found out that he was dropping his name to entice, entice young men, <laughs> that was the slight. That was the bridge too far. Now, one screenshot purports to show Alexander dangling the prospect of meeting with Yiannopoulos to a teenage boy, and in quotes it says, "The reason I'm doing this is because he used my name." Yiannopoulos told the Daily Beast. Now it says in 2017. Aiden Duncan, a 15-year-old boy in Colorado interested in right-wing politics, sent Alexander nude pictures. Again, creepy, illegal, not for it at all. This person sent them though. Can we stop with the dick pics, people? Like you just that'll cut out a lot of bullshit right off right off the bat. I've never once done that, and I'm not saying I'm a saint or anything, but I mean, I never understood like, oh, I'm going to take a shot of my, my, uh, you know, twig and berries and send it and impress some, some, some lady. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to say I've never like unzipped my fly <laughs> I never through it and held a banana in the grocery store and take oh, a picture of that and send God. it to John Henry. I'm not saying that's never happened. Send it to John Henry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's like, that's a plantain. And I'm like, oh, it's cold in the, it's cold in the grocery Where's store. Where's the magnifying glass, son? Yeah, you're in the, you're in the vegetable aisle. It's, I mean, they got to keep that stuff crisp. But, um, oh, gross. <laughs> no, but this person, so, I mean, this person voluntary, and this is, this is even the argument that Yiannopoulos himself would probably have made. 
that this person at 15 did something like this voluntarily? And why did they do it voluntarily? Why did this, can you claim that it was voluntary, right? Like that's the biggest problem. Like it, this person at 18 jumps over a broom, right? And I'm not, again, not defending any oh. type of pedophilia on this fucking show. I hope do not, not get it twisted. But just like Yiannopoulos' big thing, the reason why he got banned off all these platforms, the reason why he was persona non grata yeah. for a couple years, you you shall not name him or talk about him. And look at the, the case that he was involved in too. Look at the nice little interview that he had with Alex Jones about Sandy Hook. Before that whole thing went down yeah. right after that, right after that, his career gets torpedoed because he comes out and says that as a young man, he was groomed by an older man. Now, Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos is gay, supposedly happy in a gay relationship with another man. Right. So he's saying, well, where's the harm? Right. And South Park talked about this a little bit. When it was just young boys and, and the females, all the, all the people in the police station were like, oh, yeah, tell us about it. You know, <laughs> it's like you got with the hot teacher. You know, if it's if it's you know, a, a female taking advantage of young men. Hot for teacher. Yeah. I mean, it, honestly, like that's something that we we have to discuss as a culture. Like if this 15 year old boy was lured into this and groomed into this. Yes, that's wrong. That's wrong to do to a young person, I believe. But also, did the young boy send these photos on his own? Or was this part of a coordinated thing in order to get compromising information or to entrap a person? Yeah, that that's true. pretty high up. Like if this person can stand next to the fucking president yeah. or have the president of the United States request that he speak at an engagement. Trust me, Trump's not fucking calling either one of us, Chris. Why not? You're like, hey, can you come? I, I wish Jackman was I here. Why I wish Jackman was here. So, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Listen to your pointing out this bullshit that these fuckers do. I didn't do shit. I called him flaming Cheeto penis yesterday. So I don't think I'm getting invited. I don't think I'm getting invited to any of the parties, right? Yeah, well, we'll I be hanging to... out with we'll be hanging out with our buddies, our, our, our friends like Harland. You know, it's not a big. Fan I have to distance either. myself now. A six. Yeah, uh, I want to go to the gala. Yeah, you want to go? Yeah, you want to go to Mar-a-Lago? Can you imagine going down there and playing putt putt with old old Cheeto penis? I hate fucking golf, so no, I don't imagine <laughs> that at all. Golf is so useless. But anyway, yeah, no, uh, no. But on a serious note, if we're real, if people are really surprised that this shit goes on, then. We haven't been doing our job, <laughs> you know? Oh, I mean, it's just, well, that's why I brought up Weinstein. I mean, look at the political connections. Look how no, no, high no. up it went. Look at the yeah. people that knew and knew for as long as they did Ooh, and held all that information. Oh, yeah. But as soon as somebody decided at some point for whatever reason to, to pop on him and say, hey. Sacrificial wolf is what he became. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. To make an example out of him. Oh, it's well, like, to take oh, the heat away from the bigger douchebags. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well maybe, maybe uh, I'm not defending Weinstein either, but maybe Weinstein wanted to uh, maybe do a movie about something that the establishment didn't want him to do a movie about. Maybe he had information on people or, or people's death. Well, he did hire ex Mossad agents to stalk his accusers. So fuck him. So I don't care what information he had, to be honest with you. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Fuck, fuck you, Hard Weinstein. Yeah. But anyway, 
Don't take my word for it, folks. It's out there. He hired yeah. But why did I mean that all I'm saying is why did they pop on him when they popped on him if they well, had the information I, I for personally this long, you know? after looking into that, I personally think that he with the Me Too thing, I mean, yes, there's been for years and years and years since the beginning of the Hollywood studio system, there have been um atrocities committed against not only females but males, um sexually and otherwise, uh, with people in power in Hollywood that have been getting away with it the casting couch was not a thing of fiction and it goes it, it happens every day not just in the movie industry but all big industries or any industry anyone well, in the position politics power. how impossible oh, would it yeah. be how fucking impossible would it even be chris for that to not exist in politics exactly i mean it's part of the game folks it's uh you know you need to have dirt on your opponents and your allies so you don't really have friends in politics to be honest and these are all the people this is all the people that are reading this shit in the daily beast and all the even all the people on the opposite end in the conservative uh market that yeah. are reading something like this about ali and they're just like reading and they're disgusted by it, which anybody should be disgusted by it these are the same people that are going to go and listen to fucking backstreet boys later and in sync you said you weren't <laughs> gonna tell anybody, dude. You fucking asshole. No, but uh, tell me why you know? but a... we got Lisa back. Fuck Lisa, yeah. Lisa, are you gonna say anything today? Yeah. <laughs> Lisa, I think we got oh what was that? We saw your picture, we saw your your head for a second. What is going on with the gremlins attacks the on Lisa Blanchard? Gremlins, you bastards. <laughs> or is it the ghoulies now? Like do they, oh, they man. tag team like critters? Ghoulie, oh critters no. coming up too. If it's the ghoul the ghoulie grip, the ghoulie gremlins. The ghoulie gremlin critters. The Sven Ghoulie Gremlins. Sven Ghoulie, I'm trying to get him on my show too. Anyway. That would be fucking awesome if you got Sven Gulli on this. And year. Elvira. What a legend, dude. Both. Well, yeah, both and legends. Joe Bob more... Briggs. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That takes me back, dude. I used to watch Joe Bob Briggs late at night, man. He's still kicking and he's great. Hell yeah, he is. Hell yeah, he is. Talked to him uh, a couple of weeks ago on the Twitter. Yeah. And you've talked to uh, his co host, too, right? His co host actually is getting us some numbers, six, uh, with the. Oh. With the jigging Chris Graves, Joe Russo interview, she retweeted that, and that thing went up like wildfire. So did Lloyd Kaufman, I believe. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, man. Lloyd Kaufman, people have to get back to me. He said he would do it, just like Kevin did. Please, You should have a starlet like like her on, like Joe Bob's uh, co-host. I forget her name because I'm Diana. Diana. Yeah, Diana. Male girl, Diana the male girl. Oh, yeah. Joe Bob Briggs is the last drive-in movie. We're getting copyright struck that episode because we got to play the song Dirty Diana. To Dirty him. Diana. Yeah, he died. Yeah. He got murdered too. Oh, that's old. Oh, that'd be a whole fucking special to do, wouldn't it? Yeah, people are not going to like me for saying this, but I do feel bad for that that guy uh, with his childhood and everything. I'm not saying, I don't know. I'm not going to comment one way or the other on the allegations, but that guy, uh, he was not destined for... Uh, for good things to be honest just based on his childhood oh you know? yeah well joe jackson there and everything uh, guys kind of 
leads into what we're talking about with this article. Like who knows what kind of motivation who yeah. knows what kind of motivations Michael Jackson had. He was kind of a weird fucking dude, right? Like yeah, anybody, a lot of weird anybody people out there listening like not agree with that that Michael Jackson was a weird fuck. I mean I like a lot of Michael's music and I'm not saying that you know by listening to him or any way you condone something. It's same with like the Backstreet Boys thing. But I was more or yeah. less talking about not knowing the background there necessarily too though. Well even the Backstreet Boys they had the that fat uh, I'm a fat guy but they had this fat pig guy that was like their manager a see their in sync or backstreet boys that were diddling them it came out years later yep anyway yep. this is all gross anyway it is it's all Sorry. fucking gross it's all come gross. on lisa come back we won't talk about the diddlers anymore <laughs> no more diddlers we promise no more tears no more diddlers Oh, no you. more tears is such a great fucking song just a hand in the bush in the bush yeah 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 I'm gonna say that's it, it's got to be in my top five all favorite to, uh, like guitar solos. No, oh, Zach so Wilde have been trying to get on too. Epic, yeah. Oh, I would love for you to get Zach on, man. SDM Label Society. Yeah, and his relationship with Don Bag Daryl. Yeah. 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 Man. Anyway, but I digest. Yes. So it says um, now. This going back to again the claims of Aiden Duncan, who's a 15 year old boy in Colorado at the time. Uh, who was interested in right-wing politics, who apparently sent Alexander nude pictures after the MAGA activists asked him for them. Now, according to an account Duncan gave in, in a March 2023 podcast appearance. Now, this is the Daily Beast. They have a pretty, they should have a pretty bit much bigger budget than us, right? Um, hyperlinks are free. I utilize them, you know, sometimes in my monologues. Um, they couldn't have had a link to the podcast appearance there so people could actually listen to and verify the claims. They couldn't have done that. So, so far, you see a pattern here, Chris. There's not a lot of evidence. There's a whole lot of accusations being done. There's a whole lot of accusations being done to a person that's pretty high up in the, yeah. in the scale of things. Um, and I'm not saying that this person didn't do these things. It doesn't deserve some sort of punishment for doing them. Right. I yeah. just want fucking evidence. I want due process. All of January 6th, like we were talking about before, all those stories, they try and throw a blanket over that shit. These were just, you, you're just a violent protester. You're just a traitor. Like this one fucking- The end, throw away the key. Yeah. Yeah, the so-called pay triots, <laughs> like uh, Harlan <laughs> would call them. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Harlan's awesome. And you know but, what? You know what? I mean, this is like a- this is a serious, uh, you know, subject. But also, let's keep in mind these type of subjects are put out as a diversion as well oh, yeah. for what other stuff like Ukraine and possible another jab coming up with Fauci attached again. Like, like we're talking about wanting evidence for this guy, which is is the right thing, you know. But I'm just saying, like, we're it's all diversionary things and uh, you know, sleight of hand things. Like, look over here, folks, instead of over well, yeah. here. Even yeah. even chasing accusations, you know, or even downing UFOs. Those are diversionary tactics. Wow. Blue beam, what? <laughs> no, the Pentagon again is going back with the UFO stuff again, and I don't trust it. It's per usual. Motherfuckers, just leave the aliens alone. <laughs> uh, leave the aliens alone. No, but uh, yeah, next week I guess Joe Rogan's going to have somebody on that's going to talk about this latest UFO cover up by the Pentagon. So dun dun dun. Yeah, I wonder if they coordinated that with him beforehand. 
Well, they're rehearsing um, it right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, it says while Duncan was in high, a high school sophomore just starting out in politics, Alexander was a 32 year old with a decade of political work for the Republican Party behind him, um, primarily John McCain. After being uh, arrested for credit card fraud and stuff like that, too, I think so. Or, yeah. Well, well, yeah. It says now he was willing to share the connections he had gained through the, that work with Duncan as long as the teenager met certain preconditions, including secrecy. You'll have me, uh, in quotes, it says here, sharing my entire network with you, Alexander told Duncan, according to Snapchat's, Snapchat screenshots, which were they were reviewed by the Daily Beast. So right. they, they confirmed that, yes, indeed, they were Snapchat screenshots. Now, originally from Dallas, Alexander pleaded guilty to felony property theft in, in 2007 and felony credit card abuse. There we go. Credit card abuse, not fraud. There you go. In 2008. But despite his criminal background, Alexander, who was then using his legal name, Ali Akbar, Weird. Uh, managed to rise in the GOP during the online conservative backlash to the Obama administration. So he was the see, we're not racist guy. Just like the see, we don't hate gay people guy that somebody could be if they got yeah. elevated to the certain level of prominence or status, because that's what use that's what's being used to influence people in these movements, I believe. Barney Frank. Uh yeah, or Barney the Dinosaur, either one. Fuck him. Gross. Um well, yeah, but Barney Frank, oh, really quickly for the audience, uh, I don't know if you want to go into this, but didn't Barney Frank run a brothel out of his fucking basement? Or, oh, no, it, it was his gay lover in one allegedly. of his houses that did it, not him. Oh, Yeah, allegedly, but he'd be on real time with Bill Maher every Friday for blah, 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 for years and years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Allegedly, oh. allegedly, we don't have trillions here, allegedly. Yeah, Barney Frank didn't know, being gay, that there was a gay brothel in the basement of one of his houses. That his gay lover was running. He it didn't know that. All just the like time six. Just like Joe Biden didn't know any didn't know shit about any of his brother or of his son's dealings, uh business dealings. And uh just like all the Republicans didn't know that Denny Hastert was uh not <laughs> wrestling kids. That was rough housing. It was called rough housing six. Yeah, rough housing. You betcha. Good old coach Jerry would say it was just rough housing, folks. Yeah, un unnecessary roughness for sure. Um, hey, Kathy Ireland has nothing to do with child diddlers. Yeah, but she was banging back in the day. Woo! And now she's a billionaire. You know that? Holy shit! Good for it you. It has Kathy nothing Ireland. to do with her modeling career either. She's a smart business lady. Six, look into her. I'm not even kidding. I was, hmm. I was like, oh my god, good for her. I mean, maybe we can get her to invest. <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll flex i'll send some pics what? yeah i mean because that's all the big conservative ink you know that's that's how they get fucking paid they have the mercers or whatever yeah. other fucking billionaires just fun in their shit right the only fans so, yeah yeah that and only fans yeah <laughs> the ben shapiro only fans oh my god anyway so so ali akbar here he um is he a creep I don't, I'm trying to still. Well, it. it says that levering, he was leveraging his position writing for blogs with names like Hip Hop Republican. Oh, Gross. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Alexander received funding from billionaire conservative mega donor Robert Mercer and was organized. Uh, and, and oh, I'm sorry, and organized Mercer? a national club for, I gotta, I gotta watch how I say this, bloggers that later faced questions about how Alexander spent the money he raised and hosted an annual party 
at the Conservative Political Action Conference, also known as CPAC. Yes. So yeah, you if you can market yourself properly, a billionaire will fund you. They will get you super close to the president, even though that you're a fucking criminal. And also that you used to work for John McCain and you get to stand right next to Trump. If those two things don't don't go together, right? That's like Legos and fucking silly putty. One like, of these things don't belong. <laughs> yeah, they don't go together, right? <laughs> two separate fucking things. John McCain was supposed to be part of the establishment. He was the one that before he fucking died of brain cancer and is somewhere rotting in hell, um, you know, hopefully with the pineapple deal. That <laughs> In his last act on earth, I think, it was that he wanted to stick us with the fucking health care bill. The Obama oh, now, you're attacking, uh, now you're attacking a uh, prisoner of war. Oh, he was a prisoner of war. Didn't he roll on all the people? Oh, well, yeah, we'll that's that. a whole yeah. other special. Yeah, that's a whole other special. But, I mean, you wouldn't, like, he was opposed to Trump, right? At least that's what the media was telling us. No, it was, a what, wasn't point. a left yeah. wing. I'm sure yeah. if we go back into the Daily Beast's fucking, if we get all up in their guts, we could probably go oh. back and find uh, a little article that they wrote, probably praising McCain at Allegedly. the time, Allegedly. you know, for, for going with uh, the, the health care bill and opposing this evil fascist Trump. Oh, you're talking about Romney care, right? I mean, Obamacare, right? But you get the same shit heels. You get all the same. I mean, and this is on this is on the Trump administration. This is on who staffs the people in your administration. Whether it be oh, yeah. the executor himself, Trump, or the yeah. people beneath him, um, you know, the whoever's involved in the hiring process, you done fucked up. Why on earth would you ever like associate yourself with a, a shitty person like that? Just grab him by the Roger Stone. What? Like it's like w when they brought in Bolton, I knew that th something was wrong. The jig is up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just like I mean Flynn and all of when these they fucking said problems. That they would, like, when they said the Clintons were good people, we're gonna leave them alone. I knew the jig uh, was up. Well, yeah, yeah. Once it started backing off, once you started seeing Barr not going after people, yeah, plan, trust the fucking plan, folks. You know. Um, but yeah, so none of it makes trust any sense science. as far as like yeah, as far as like uh, canon. Of the story, at least that we're being told that these yeah. are opposing parties, you know, opposing factions within the Republican Party. No, they yeah. weren't. They're all one fucking uniparty, all one big fucking club, you, right? Unicorns, what? all one big club that they want to send well, us. You ain't in it. Yeah. Now you'll have me uh, sharing my entire network with you. Read that. So it says originally from Dallas, Alexander pleaded guilty to felony property theft in 2007, like we talked about. But um, now it says here uh, in 2017, Alexander had become an ardent Trump supporter. All of a sudden, just now I'm a Trump supporter. No longer a McCain guy. Uh, no longer a fucking felon or whatever. But now I'm just a Trump supporter with a passion for social media trash talk, which I'm sure he got elevated in the social media like we get buried like they fucking uh shadow ban the shit out of us i'm sure that ali akbar ali alexander was fucking elevated so everybody knew his name so everybody would retweet his shit everybody would go to his little meetings at cpac and go oh look at him he's so good with the rhetoric yeah we're gonna take it back baby we're gonna make america great yeah yeah what a fucking easy gig what an easy gig Talk now he said me. became a protege of MAGA figures, like knowing oh. no known political fucker. Like Barbie, he just keeps changing. And Infowars uh, conspiracy Voldemort himself, Alex Jones. 
And he also ran with a, a group of other young MAGA internet provocateurs, including anti-Muslim activist Laura Loomer and blundering smear artist Jacob Wall. I don't even know. I, fucking, yeah, I love that blundering smear artist. That sounds that sounds really objective. Fucking Daily Beast pieces of shit. But in his messages to Duncan, according to the screenshots, there was one. Sounds like a Shiza weird. artist six. I had to say it. I couldn't keep it in. Shiza. Uh, but in his messages to Duncan, according to the screenshots, there was one name Alexander dangled, gross, as a perk for the teenager <laughs> if he kept up contact with Alexander. Milo Yiannopoulos. Why? Why Why would a young gay guy want to meet Milo? Is that why Milo is doing this, to sort of protect himself? Because yeah, Milo like, and Itch. Right? Were they trying to set up Milo in a way by, by trying to link him to a bunch of young men who are sending dick pics in order to get to meet Milo. It's sort of like um, the, the Def Leppard type of thing, like, right. Where it's just like, there's you, the, the young girls are trying to meet Def Leppard, but they got to go through the security guy first. I wonder if Chuck O'Chelly would have. Yeah. And the drummer with the one arm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what are you willing to do to meet the artist? <laughs> you know, I'm just saying it happens. Why not? Why not? In these cases, saying it probably does. But maybe Milo caught wind of that. He's just like, you know what? I don't have any part. I don't want to have any part of that. So fuck this person. I'm going to flame him online. Pretty easy to do too. Boy, you know, man. it's easier than going lit, lit, litigious, isn't it? Because <laughs> if you go litigious, then all the evidence has to be presented, really some of it. And maybe some of that evidence doesn't make you look so good, Milo. Who knows? If, if the glove don't fit, keep on going. Shit. What? Maybe they'd have to verify that you are... Who the fuck you say you are in some ways if you go into a court? Maybe that's a no-no. You, you're not supposed to go into court. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to look up Milo's uh, litigious uh, background. Has anyone ever sued Milo? Has Milo ever been in a courtroom? Hmm. I'm not sure. Now, it says, in a September 4th, 2017 exchange about an upcoming trip Alexander was planning, Alexander purportedly told Duncan he would introduce the teenager to Yiannopoulos and speculated about whether the boy would be Alexander's arm candy and suggested the boy would have to be entertaining. Vague, creepy, not exactly proof, but we'll roll on. Is he like now, pasta? <laughs> yeah. Now it says, rolling with me, uh, in quotes, Alexander wrote, according to the message, mostly I'll have an entourage. Depends. Ha, huh? I mean, depends. If it's me babysitting you during the day, then no, I don't have kids. If it's something more entertaining, then maybe. All depends on what we're up to. No matter what, I'll let you meet Milo. There's probably five people I'll, in I'll introduce to him. But who will be my arm candy? The one with me always in VIP in and out. Well, that is to be determined by the boy who plays his cards the most correct. Now, again, suggestive, creepy, definitely, you know, a little bit of uh, abusing your, you know, your access you know, to things there. Um, isn't that something that could be said like in a boardroom though? Whoever plays their cards right, I don't know. Uh, but it says arm candy over babysitting. Alexander added, according to the screenshot. Now it says other screenshots show Duncan sending Alexander a picture, which was redacted in the version of the screenshot reviewed by the Daily Beast. Okay. Now it says, uh, how how can you review the redaction then? Oh, that looks like a square verified. Alexander responded with the face with heart eyes emoji and asking the teenager which app Alexander should use to send him money. 
An undated series of screenshots purport to show Alexander laying out rules for his contact with the teenager, many of them stressing secrecy and a sort of quid pro quo relationship between sexual availability and other career and career opportunities. In quotes, it says everything is secret and private. One rule read, we're family. Another said that Duncan was allowed to say no, but that Alexander might deprive him of something unspecified in return. Again, is this a sexual conversation? How is this being applied? What is the context of the actual conversation? We're just being given quotes by the Daily Beast folks. Now, boundaries are cool, the message reads. Allowed you to say no. However, the less you deprive me of, the less I deprive you of. I'm a I'm a big sharing person unless it's not even. Wouldn't someone in the Hollywood world sort of use this, Chris? <laughs> this type of language to give people access to things. You'll do what I tell you to do. And you'll you'll, you'll like be it. in the thing. Yeah, you'll do the things that I tell you to do. Casting couch, like I was just mentioning before, yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't even have to be sexual, right? Like this could oh, be a yes. convers this could be a conversation where basically you'll do and say what oh, I yeah. ask you to do. Or else you don't get to play this game because this is my show and I run it. Yeah. And like promises, you know, yeah, it doesn't have to be sexual, but usually is. Well, yeah, but it could be about working late. It could be about working through lunch. It could be about not taking time off. Exactly. Yeah. Like incentives. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, this is not really, they're not really revealing much here. Lisa, your thoughts? Yeah. Lisa, do we have audio from you now? Oh, she's not muted. Not muted, but we're getting some kind of static now. Yeah. Oh, damn, Gremlin. Hold on. Let me see if the static goes away. Yeah, the static goes away when she mutes. I want to hear Lisa, too. Yeah, we all want to hear Lisa. Lisa, are you there? Speak to us, Lisa. Something's wrong with the connection to your mic and your phone. You have to switch headsets or mics. Whatever you're trying to use is isn't connecting right uh, through the port. Hello, hello. There we go. Yeah, oh yeah, we I got took her. Out the freaking thing. What you know? Fuck yeah, Lisa's back. Okay. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Lisa's back. All right. Well, sorry, six, but you're gonna have to deal with this situation where I don't have a mic. I mean, a uh, headset. So that's fine. That's like- fine. I'd rather hear you right now. You're yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have you on the show at any time. Don't worry about the headset. That's more for you. I messed up this entire show. Sorry. It's all good. It's all good. We're we're gonna get you and Chris a better setup eventually here for well, the show we, too. That's, well, now that's we can hear you now. So now you, let's get your thoughts on everything. <laughs> well, Lisa, we're we're wrapping up the Ale- Alexander thing, and I think you'll probably have stuff to add on this. But you know, Chris has been tremendously helpful because, like, we were talking about that situations like this in which people are in compromising uh, positions sexually. Um, with with grooming or luring you know younger people um and power yeah an abuse of power that that there's no way that if if that happens in hollywood if it happens with people like harvey weinstein that there's no way in fuck that it doesn't happen in washington (laughs) especially with these morally bankrupt fucking creeps (laughs) politics is hollywood with ugly people i've heard it described as before yeah yeah. that's true (laughs) yeah no doubt ugly motherfuckers out there like margarine old margarine taylor green Gross. Yeah, and uh, what what was that that, that old dude? Uh, Sven, uh, 
Strong Thurman. Strong Thurman. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that. <laughs> yeah, Sven Thurman. No, uh, Sven, 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 was, yeah, yeah, Sven. Sven was his Swedish cousin. <laughs> like, he is all of you, Sven. See? Or C. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Oh, man. Uh, it says, um, now, finally, according to the messages in the article, it says, Alexander asked Duncan, uh, who is the uh, accuser, to be mindful of each other's reputation. In an appearance last month on a podcast hosted by white supremacist Richard Spencer, for those of you that don't know, Richard Spencer is actually not his real name. And wow. he was he was one of the organizers, along with another uh, young lady uh, who's been involved in other white supremacist uh political candidates before uh he was the one that put charlottesville together the oh. thing that popped off the uh the presidential campaign of one joe biden yeah. so the operation that led to the other operation <laughs> this is one of the operators folks thank you duncan claimed that alexander wanted him to fly to texas and be his intern assuring the teenager that the boy could just lie to his parents and say that he was going to a swim meet gross but alexander had grown frustrated by may of 2019 claiming that the still underage duncan wouldn't send him good jack off material according to the screenshots <laughs> now again if you have a mind like mine and i'm i'm guessing maybe chris's that <laughs> comment doesn't necessarily have to mean anything sexual really at all no nope. <laughs> <laughs> makes me laugh <laughs> yeah but now it, it, it does go on to say you don't even send me videos anymore alexander wrote what kind of videos doesn't say if it's a, you don't know me by now thank you the sultry voice of chris grace according to the message no good jack off material don't even want to be my side piece again I could have sent that to Graves last night. <laughs> didn't even have to be I wouldn't anything, even say that. Didn't want, didn't, doesn't doesn't even have to be anything sexual, folks. Now, a day later, according <laughs> to the screenshots, he yeah, asked Duncan wow. to come to Texas gross, for a week uh, for an internship, quote unquote. Why the quotes for internship? Was that part of the message that, that he was like, he was doing quote fingers like, yes, you can come for an yes, internship. <laughs> cigar but, or no cigar? Yeah, cigar, no cigar, yeah. Sometimes it's just a dick. Uh, but it says, uh, Duncan, now 21, has been become a relatively high-profile member of Fuentes' racist America First movement. What's racist about it? Uh, going by the name Smiley on Spencer's podcast, Duncan said he believes. So the victim here, or ac accuser, as we'll say, because, again, no due process yet. Uh, Duncan, now 21. The accuser, I'm going to read this again, has become a relatively high-profile member of Nick Fuentes's America First movement and goes by the name Smiley and also gets to be on Sp Richard Spencer's podcast, who, again, organized Charlottesville, which gave us the campaign of Joe Biden. I wonder why, right? Did that paint conservatives in a good light? Was that a, was that a good event for conservatism? Tell me about it. Now, it says Duncan said he believed Fuentes knew about the rumors about Alexander's alleged solicitation of nude photos. So now he's there to take down Fuentes from inside his own movement. I wonder who infiltrates movements like that, Chris and Lisa. I wonder who does stuff like that. 
Yeah. No, it's all legitimate six. I don't know where you're yeah, going. All organic. All just all just happens on its own. Occam's razor. Just like you said, right? yes. Occam's razor. Occam's razor. Mm-hmm. It is what? a razor indeed. It's a could be a weapon too. Think about it. Yeah. What's the razor shaving? Yeah. Uh it says uh oh, that's Duncan. manscaping, huh? Yep, yep. Well, that's oh, boy, what, here we go. What this is about. It the says Duncan said he believed uh <laughs> Uh, Fuentes knew about these rumors and the quote says, I think Nick is 100% aware, Duncan said on the podcast. And last Thursday, Duncan posted a statement on Twitter, again, not evidence, about his communications with Alexander. But in quotes says, when I was 15, I was naive and desperate, Duncan wrote. I thought I had no choice but to cooperate with inappropriate and humiliating requests if I wanted to make it in politics. Weren't you just on two big shows associated with the big, aren't, aren't they the biggest white supremacist shows in the white supremacist market? Weren't you just a key fucking, fucking, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Weren't you a big star on that? Did you get what you wanted out of the exchange? You're That's talking what's about, fucking with me here. You're talking about the view and the talk, right? Well, yeah. Like, oh yeah. But like, how can you claim like, oh, I was, I was, I was affected so much by this inappropriate humiliating shit i'm a victim but meanwhile i get to go on all the biggest shows to talk about it this is this is oprah shit this is oprah victim fucking uh pedestaling shit yeah that they're doing here give them a new car like you don't, the claims don't have to be real you just no. write a book about it oprah reads it and then tells her audience about it boom millions oh, of books book club. yeah fucking book club but when I was 15 and naive and desperate, he says, thought he had no choice but to do this. But uh, he's doing fine now on uh, Richard Spencer's show and figured that it was just the nature of the game. Alexander started uh, messaging a 17-year-old Lance Johnson at the summer of 2019, according to Johnson. And the floppy-haired teen, I don't know why the fuck that has to do with anything, was a rising star in conservative TikTok communities. Get the fuck off of TikTok. All right. If you consider yourself a conservative, get the fuck off of TikTok. What are you doing? What are you doing watching these fucking influencers showing you dances and sticking up and just fucking stuff in their ass or whatever? Uh, now, amassing more than 140,000 <laughs> followers. Just watch <laughs> the uh, dancing nurses. That's all. Yeah. Under the screen name Lance Videos. But talk just, it's just a perpetual psyop machine. There's no information. It's too simple. That's the problem with TikTok. The stories that you get, the headlines that you get, the information that you get off of that is way too fucking simple. And if you're not being shown any any further evidence and you're not going to investigate any further evidence, that the more followers that that gets and the more people that go with that type of media, the dumber people are going to be. They're just going to be it just keeps people ignorant and at each other's throats, too. Like that's divide and conquer along with ignorance. Now, it says Johnson and Alexander started exchanging messages about politics, and Johnson claims that a friend warned him early into their communications that Alexander has a history of asking for sexually explicit pictures. And it says, my friend at the time had told me that he had heard some weird rumors about him. And Johnson told the Daily Beast at first, I was kind of like, I don't know. I was 17. I had just gotten into politics. Now, Alexander moved oddly quickly towards discussing sex with the teenager, according to Johnson in 2019 and what Johnson claims was the night of the white house social media summit. Sounds important. Sounds like you'd do anything to be part of that. If you wanted, if you were a wannabe social media influencer, sounds like 
know, the victim or accuser was set up to be in this position, right? Well, where Trump feted Alexander and other conservatives as victims of online censorship, the 34-year-old Alexander used the eggplant emoji to ask the teenager for a picture of his penis, according to a screenshot. In quotes, it says, show me your eggplant emoji. Alexander wrote, according to the messages, what's that, Johnson said. And this is after having a conversation Johnson claimed during his spaces I listened into the other day, where he said he talked to his friend about how they were going to get evidence of what Ali does. Who determined that that was the symbolism for that? I'm just saying, who chose the eggplant? Yeah. What's that? There's no cucumber? I'm just wondering. There I mean, is a cucumber. Well, at least I've used the cucumber <laughs> in, um, in Paint 3D. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, that was uh, to put it in Kamala Harris's hand. But it says, oh, my God, Dick, Alexander wrote back, according yes. to the picture. Um, now, Johnson said he was my shot piece. Yep. And Johnson said he refused and quickly blocked Alexander. Now, Johnson took a screenshot of the exchange, but he was fearful of raising the issue more broadly on the far right. He also claims that Ali knows that he took the screenshot because that's what it does when you're on uh, Snapchat and that Ali wigged out on him. And uh, yeah, Ali probably figured out that he was being set up at that point um, if he's smart at all. Now, it says in quotes, I thought in my mind that he would try his best to try to discredit me and ruin me politically and influentially with my time in politics, Johnson said. But still, a friend of Johnson's publicized uh, a friend of Johnson's publicized the screenshot, just like um, a certain intern's friend was at Linda Tripp. That- Linda Tripp tried oh, to protect yeah. Monica because she thought that Monica could be uh, the next victim of the Clinton body count. Linda Tripp didn't a friend of Stormy Daniels uh, leak the information that was in the NDA? That's I think uh, Stormy Daniels just leaked. Thank you. But uh, so, like I said, still a friend of Johnson's publicized the screenshot, which began circulating in conservative circles. Now, Alexander took a video live streaming app to defend himself. So, again, all done through social media, folks. Why is that important? But you can have any conversation you want with someone who's 17, Alexander said. Oh, I don't know if I'd agree with that one. Um, The eggplant emoji screenshot gained new circulation in far right circles. In 2022, as Alexander and Fuentes achieved prominence as members of West's entourage. That's when, Johnson claims, Fuentes asked him to say in a text message to Alexander that the screenshot had been doctored and apologize. Presumably, that text message could then itself be screenshotted and used to discredit Johnson. Nick personally asked me to apologize, it says in quotes, to Ali for supposedly faking the messages, Johnson said. But Johnson insists the eggplant screenshot is legitimate <laughs> in exchange for disowning the eggplant exchange. According to Johnson, Fuentes and Alexander offered to get him a job in politics. Basically, they wanted me to lie, apologize to Ali, and then they said they would try to get me a job, Johnson said. Now, Fuentes denied Johnson's claims about him in an email to the Daily Beast. So Fuentes actually answered the Daily Beast. Go you, I guess. Um, in quotes says, I never offered Lance Johnson. I want to know what the denial was. Well, yeah, it says I never offered Lance Johnson a job in quotes here, nor did I urge him to disavow that screenshot. Fuentes wrote. That's, it? Po- That's yep. it. Well, That's uh, it. 
It also goes on to say in a post on the social media app Telegram, Fuentes claimed Johnson was using the screenshot to extort Alexander into giving him a job on West's campaign. Four years later, Johnson thinks Alexander used his prominence in the MAGA movement for very creepy ends. And in quotes, it says no person like Ali should ever even should be even near politics. He that said. is politics. What are you talking about? Yeah. So now Alexander, who has described his ethnicity as half black and half Arab and says he's bisexual, might seem like an unusual ally for avowedly racist and homophobic America first movement by Fuentes. But Fuentes, a 24-year-old who m marched at the white supremacist rally in Charlottesville, again, all connected here, Richard Spencer, him, all these people are connected, with a long history of racist, anti-Semitic, and sexist remarks, has appeared frequently with Alexander at events like Stop the Steal Rally in Georgia in 2020. Oh, the yeah. Who else was part of Stop the Steal? Hmm. Yeah. And now it says... Roger. Uh, Roger. <laughs> yes. Yes, Roger Stone. Yeah, Roger Stone has been involved in a lot of these people's careers. So, yeah, big connections there, folks. And a known political fucker like Roger Stone. Now, the pair would later become arguably the most prominent far-right figures in West's short-lived, virulently, virulently anti-Semitic presidential campaign after Yiannopoulos' ouster. What a pun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Now, in text messages reviewed by the Daily Beast, Yiannopoulos warned Fuentes in broad terms about his ally's reputation. In quotes, says, Alexander wants to come to your events to have sex with underage boys. Yiannopoulos wrote that in January of 22 in a text of Fuentes and said, snap out of it. As the allegations mounted against Alexander over the weekend, Fuentes said he disavowed Alexander's actions and called them gross, <laughs> but accused Yiannopoulos of sitting on the claims until he could use them to get revenge on his rivals from the West campaign. In a Telegram post, Fuentes also blamed Duncan and Johnson for flirting with Alexander to advance their careers. Now, Duncan and Lance were willing to go along flirting with Ali to varying degrees without any protest because they thought it would advance their political careers. End quote. That was from Fuentes. And says also, in quote, if you are flirting with adult gay men, because you think it's going to land you a job, you know full well what you're doing. And it's gross. Because, but even at 15, I would have never sent nudes to any adult gay man. There's something wrong there. And lastly, to finish up the article, it says, Fuentes added that the real victim in this entire saga is me. <laughs> he just immediately buries himself. What a fuck. In a self-pitying post... Wait, wait, wait. Can we back up there for a second? Yeah. So... Is it confirmed that he did send the nude pics to Alexander? Well, that's the thing. There's no investigation. There's just, yeah, they sent the pics or there's claims of the pics. I don't know. Uh, but uh, so far, there's no, I don't think there's a criminal case. There's no way that we could uh, ask people to donate over to our subscribe star to go and purchase those uh, documents from Pacer. Is there? Because there's nothing, there's that's what I was saying before. I, I hate defending the law here, Lisa, <laughs> right? But I'm just going to say if there's no chain of evidence that the public has access to to verify any of this, then yeah. it's just fucking claims between influencers yeah. all around. 
And what's even more gross about it is, is that it never, I mean, mean, once, once this is, once whatever harm is done here, it's never going to be verified. Mm -hmm. And moved. And people are going to act like, oh, look at, there are facts when there are no facts established. Yeah. There's no chain of evidence to go by here. There's nothing that the public can access to verify it on their own. We're taking claims from different people within uh, the J6 movement that's been heavily, heavily infiltrated. I don't think that that that's even a fucking argument anymore. Like people like you, Lisa, were calling it out from the start because of the way it looked and the way it appeared. And you've done numerous interviews. I was interviews. calling it out on the day when it was in real time. <laughs> I was just about to fluff you too, Chris. Oh, thank you. <laughs> He's so impatient. <laughs> Nobody likes being second in the fluffer line. Oh, the new seconds. Yeah, the, the new micro um, special. But no, um, I was just going to say, though, I mean, we know that these these groups have been heavily infiltrated. We know by who. And that's why we're shitting on the FBI this episode. But, um, you know, with somebody like Ali, there's claims that he's CIA, that he's higher, that he's an he's an op of some sort. OK, you can make those claims. What do we got? Well, you got to back it up too. We can't just we could just say all these people are CIA, but we you need some kind of evidence. <laughs> exactly. Like I can't come out and say that Milo's MI six, right? But he can do. He could be doing what I would think that the MI six would probably do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're just pointing out what most likely is the case, but we can't prove yet. Mm-hmm. So well, again, here we go. As to omissions, how is it that nobody from Stop the Steal has been indicted for the J6 um, portion? Yeah, and then poor people that were there, they're the ones who get the shit into the stick. Yep. Remember when there was a whole big thing about supposedly hating on Roger Stone uh, before all the legal... (laughs) lawsuits and the criminal suits and they were so hard up against them supposedly mm-hmm. all of a sudden oh nothing now right how yeah remember that? how they raided stone's house and everything over like fucking stone even went on i know. protest stone went on i yeah. protest right before i think a couple of days before his arrest and was begging people to donate to his fund so that his him and his wife could get their medications at the local supermarket and uh yeah apparently he's not hurting now all of a sudden yeah yeah funny how people get paid sometimes huh oh and and i and and the deep state all of a sudden doesn't want him right wow that's pretty fickle well getting back to fickle uh fuentes wrote except for me the incel who is now somehow being blamed for things i had nothing to do with it's he says sounds like everybody involved got what they wanted what a gross statement um now this isn't the first time fuentes is racist group again this is such an objective article daily beast you piece of shit has been dogged by <laughs> accusations of inappropriate sexual behavior regarding children so it i mean again infiltration um sticking people with things and charges that again how it, it's really hard to prove that somebody had child porn is it not like it I'm saying that you could find the evidence there. Um, but did they indeed have it or was it planted? Like Funny, that's the type- they, they, um, it comes up very conveniently when the cops want it to. Yeah. 
Yeah, because it says in August, Fuentes associate Alejandro Richard Vasquez Gomez was arrested and charged with possessing child pornography. Velasquez, uh, who went by Latino Zoomer online and has been photographed with Fuentes, also faces charges over allegedly threatening a conference held by a rival conservative group. Hmm. Who may have popped on them? Who knows? Now, Chris, didn't they nail the um, supposed Vegas shooter's brother with some type of child pornography charges too? Oh, we may have lost Chris. Oh, no. He stepped in his neighbor again. Sorry, neighbor. Um, now, the accusations against Alexander and his apology have already been alienated several uh, far-right figures. Anthony Gionet, the far-right provocateur known as Baked Alaska, who was recently released from a prison term for his role in the Capitol riot, I wonder if he pled, uh, posted a statement Sunday saying he would not, would not, working with Ali, uh, working with Ali in any capacity moving forward. That doesn't even make any sense uh, the way they put that together. It's a shitty article. And it says, so Ali admitted to sending inappropriate messages with flirting with young boys, question mark, pro-Trump rapper Bryson Gray tweeted. Yeah, getting all the big names in the conservative Inc. movement coming out. Oh, yeah, all the young, fresh faces in the conservative Inc. movement. They're disgusted. Now, despite his Friday night apology, Alexander struck more defiant tones uh, hours later in a bizarre late night telegram audio live stream. Oh, Telegram's just, man, that must be the place for this shit, huh? Uh, from what happened, uh, or what appeared to be a karaoke bar. As an amateur performance of Billy Joel's You May Be Right played in the background, uh, Alexander told an acquaintance that his life had become a reality show revolving around one question, implode or not implode. And asked by someone on the stream whether he wanted to perform karaoke, Alexander demurred, I'm in the middle of a scandal, Alexander said at one point. I don't do karaoke. I'm in the middle of a scandal that I'm going to survive. Oh, well, we shall see. So any final thoughts on wait, 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 uh, wait, that wait. of the big four? Well, wait. Didn't say he, forward. Yeah. Didn't say he didn't do. It says I can't do. I uh, can't do karaoke. Yes. Not, oh, not that I don't do. Of course he does. <laughs> he just I don't do humans. He yeah. just can't you, tonight. Chris. <laughs> Chris, now that you've joined us again, did not the uh, correct me if I'm wrong? Didn't the uh, Vic well, I didn't want to write that I had to go to the bathroom again. That's fine. That's fine. Last time. <laughs> well, you can you can write it in this chat because it doesn't come up automatically. Well, I'm gonna write it right now. All right, use the poop chat. Use Thank the poop you. chat. <laughs> anyway, what was the question? I don't do humans. No, the supposed Vegas shooter. Didn't uh, his brother get nailed with child porn charges too? Yeah, very conveniently timed. Yeah, he, him and his uh, his brother. Yeah, child pornography charges. And you know what? I will say this. When you look into that case, most of it, they used that Patsy Paddock, um, who was a, gr uh, a gun runner, most likely for one of the alphabet agencies. And very good at gambling, apparently. Um, they may have been involved, allegedly may have been involved in some kind of Pizzagate style, McMartin, you know, pedophile type uh, ring situation too, which is all tied back to the alphabet agencies anyway. So, yeah, you're right. Now with that, though, I mean, just to kind of put it out there, um, with a story like this, with a story like Ali Alexander, um, it's quite odd 
that all of this information about somebody like this is going to be information that none of us can really verify. And that when you have evidence of some sort of child exploitation, like my first thought, like whenever I read a story or hear about a story of somebody involved in anything, being a pedophile, I mean, my first thoughts are pretty violent ones, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm not encouraging that. I'm just saying. So where my mind goes, oh, that guy's a fucking pedo. Well, fuck that guy. That's immediately, right? That's my gut reaction. Um, Do people think more critically than that, though? Like well, you kind of have to because sometimes that guy or or lady, maybe they weren't and maybe they were set yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, I'm but not. That's how it's that's it. how it's used so effectively, though, the knee jerk reaction of like, oh, fuck that guy. Hang him up without yeah. any evidence, you know? Yeah. Like, For what's well, been presented, the guy looks like he's in a really you know, he's really shitty and abuses his power and abuses younger people. Doesn't look good. Doesn't look good on him. But. There's no there's no chain of evidence to make that a fact. You can't go on and say you can't go on Twitter spaces and say these are the facts. Like, no, that's that's not how this fucking works. Lisa, how do you how do you feel about this as we wrap this up? I was I was just a deep thought. I thought to myself, do we know any ladies that actually have been accused of such thing? Yes, they have over. I don't. I can't remember right now, but I have come across that in when they want to. Uh, some of them actually did participate, uh, but other ones who were set up just like a lot of other males were too. It's a good tactic to use. Well, yeah, no, I figured because um, I was just being sexist. I was because I really, you know, I was thinking females really aren't caught up into that. I mean, has but there maybe never been being... allegations that have well, even reached like, levels say this. of Congress, right? Well, like with uh, the Kavanaugh thing? Like, I'll just say this, Six, before I forget. I, I yeah. apologize for cutting you off. No, it's okay. But if you think about the female part of that, Lisa, all I got to say is one name. Ghislaine Maxwell. Female, female, female. So oh, she, oh, well, duh. She, she was right? probably, well, no, but she was probably even more in charge of that operation just based on her family than even Epstein was. So I don't know. It's hard to tell. Sorry, Six. No, it's okay, man. Uh, it's, I appreciate you always adding point. stuff like that. Yeah. Brilliant yeah, please. point as usual. Yep. Um, and just to uh, wrap up this little bit of the big four i've mentioned this earlier too because we talked uh, briefly about the proud boys uh this i'm going to attach the source list this is jane jane six writer uh invokes ray epps conspiracy theory at proud boys trial thank you for including the cia's term in your reporting yahoo uh, nbc news and yahoo news fucks yeah 1967 memo from the central intelligence agency to all of their assets in the mockingbird media to refer to any critics of the Warren Commission's findings into the assassination of John F. Kennedy, that if any of these critics stray from the lone nut theory that we're putting out, you are to refer to them as conspiracy theorists. Now, in this little shit article here from NBC Wait, News, though. Before you go there, notice this, though. Yep. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem again with the defense counsel. Notice this. Invokes the conspiracy quote uh, air quotes conspiracy theory at trial okay yeah. here's the problem how the hell do you wait to 
do it at tri trial. You're supposed to be doing this pre-trial and going hell-bent on discovery, which, again, you know, it sort of bolsters sabotage by defense counsel because, oh, well, now you're going to say, oh, but, but we brought it up. You raised it up at trial. No, you needed to do it pre-trial. You see how that, you see how they do that? Well, yeah, and the, because then, the average layperson understands that process, even right? because the, the judge, the judges, I mean, the, the then I mean, the judge will say, "Well, this isn't allowed because you know, basically, um, if you're going to go by procedural rules, then the judge is going to technically be correct on some level because it's all game playing, right? Because they when they they procedurally brought it up too late. You see what I'm saying? Lisa, that is why you're so, uh, well, not, there's many reasons why you're a very in invaluable member in the crew, <laughs> but you're able to point out the things that the lay person would gloss over and look over. And that's something that makes people so susceptible to these fucking influencers in the J6 movement to be able to jump into things like Twitter spaces and just spout fucking empty rhetoric and throw accusations and do all kinds of shit and blame the op the blame, whatever opposition is the opposition that day, right? It could be anybody. It could be people from within the movement and out of it, but just like the, if people don't understand the way that the process should have been done, then they don't know where the fault lies They They don't know who to blame. And sometimes it's the people within their own ranks, right? <laughs> it's the people that people that they're asking to for us to fund. <laughs> you know, they're asking for us to donate to these charities that that give money to these defense attorneys and everything to not do their fucking jobs and to come out and say, I can't believe this happened to my client. How dare they when they get to go on Fox News, which we're going to talk about now in the next of the big four. But did you have anything last to add? Uh, before we move on. And Chris, I got, I got your articles. On the board. Nope, nope. Keep going. Awesome. All right. So I'm going to share uh, this one real quick because this uh, was sent to us from Chris Graves. Um, this is going to be here. Let me do the stop and then represent it again. Yeah, so people can see this. Yeah, this is uh, going to be added to the source list. This is Las Vegas mass shooter Stephen Paddock's brother arrested for child porn. When so he started that, asking questions about their evidence on his brother, uh, that was the timing mm -hmm. there. And the other one of the other links, it doesn't say it in the headline. It, it doesn't say it in the uh, address that's there. But if you open it up, it says a lot of the, it says Haddock's brother calls law enforcement dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, <laughs> made me <yeah>. laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is Baltimore Post Examiner. Yeah, um, scroll down right there. He said he called. Read that, please. So that he and Paddock were smarter than most. Yeah. Mm. Well, I guess when you challenge him like that. <laughs> I guess they weren't, he wasn't that as smart realizing, oh, if I say certain things. Yeah. yeah. Or question things. And then this we talked about way back in episode 53, Chris. Um, this article that you just pulled, let me change it and add it to this week's source list as well. Nothing wrong with uh bringing up some articles from the past and add them to the current conversation that people can check out. And here's um, to say, I don't know. Maybe him and his brother were caught up in a child porn probe. I don't know. Yeah. This, well, it's and, a good tactic to use. 
Yeah, Bruce Paddock. Bruce Paddock is the estranged brother of Las Vegas massacre gunman Stephen Paddock. There you go. All right, so let me get off that. Well, there. that's a that's a um, different kind. Of, uh, estranged. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, were they? I mean, define estranged. I mean, he said he was kind of close with them in the original interviews when uh, all the reporters showed up at his house, like the day after the uh, massacre, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> And he was acting really strange himself. So, but but then again, look what he his brother was being accused of. So, I don't know how I would act either. So, I don't know. I would have said no comment and went back in the house. But he had like this whole press conference. He he was telling the, the press. I, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. Now I wanted to include this one for the next of the big four. Uh, this is uh, Fox News and Dominion uh, reach seven hundred eighty-seven point five million. Yeah. settlement and defamation loss now this is connected to j6 of course because a lot of this uh well, all of it pretty much stop has to deal steal. with the yeah with the election the stop the steal movement all this stuff probably wouldn't have happened if this bullshit didn't go down with the 2020 election right yep. like this is what led to what we were just talking about now fox news um well they punked the fuck out Instead of going to trial and defending themselves and showing the evidence that they, they had against Alex Dominion, Jones? yeah, instead they paid Dominion. They they paid Dominion seven hundred eighty-seven point five million dollars because Lisa, you're going to love this because they threatened to depose Rupert Murdoch. Could you imagine? Oh, could you imagine what they could ask? Fox News's involvement in the war on terror with the banging the drums and everything. Oh, that would have been a real nice deposition. Again, puppet theater on both sides, man. They're playing the public like as if this is really, you know, like as if they're adversaries. Mm -hmm. These two parties are in bed together. Fox News, yeah, the first ones to the call Ukrainian? the election for Biden. The first yeah. ones to fucking call the election for Biden in the major media, right? And yeah. like other like people even in the left wing media turn around and go, they 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 closed what? What? <laughs> They're like, yeah, Fox News is like, yeah, it's already done. It's it's done. Don't look at it. It's fine. And then you get a couple people making claims about Dominion, I guess. And then this is what results in it is nothing. No evidence ever. This is again, no chain of evidence now. Now there's no evidence that anybody could dig up on this part of the election. It kind of looks like money laundering. I yeah, so are they using the Ukrainian funds to uh, for the well, and they're doing the Alex Jones <laughs> thing too, guys. I just said that, sick. yeah, I just yeah. Said they pulling an Alex Jones, yeah. Now, now anyone else that, that is going to question Dominion now, Dominion is is basically they're infallible. They they can't make any type of mistakes. They can't they can't be compromised. They can't be hacked. None of that stuff. No. No, anyone that says that stuff, you're fucking crazy. The 2020 election was fair and square, and Fox News has to say it now, right? Because they bitched out. They rather didn't have anything. They rather ran with nothing. They rather they didn't even have a pair of twos. They just bluffed the entire fucking time. Or they're so fucking compromised, and they're so shitty, and they're such a part of the fucking establishment that they weren't ever, like, they were just trying to get ratings. They may have had all the evidence that they needed to bury Dominion, but they just did it for ratings. And then whenever it came down to it, they just decided it was the best move for the establishment to not release that evidence. Yeah, Who the fuck knows? That could be it too. Yeah. But either way, we're only left to speculate, folks. 
because now good luck investigating them. Good luck being put on the case for Dominion. Like if you're a news organization out there, if you're the New York Slimes or anything else, I don't care what part of this that you're in. Like if you investigate Dominion now, this is the precedent. Lisa, how do you feel about this story? (laughs) Well, I think it, you know, pretty much represents what goes on day in and day out in the court system. I mean, this is exactly how everything goes. There is no real truthing, vetting of truth, vetting of facts. Um, I mean, this is the, it's it's a racket. It's the same old business. They're, They're part of the, you know, they're, they're not adversaries. They're, they're, you know, they're working together and presenting this illusion to the public and people keep on lapping up the milk. Well, and look at the, the judge's actions here. It says the settlement came after a bruising week for Fox News during pretrial conference hearings. Davis sanctioned the network for withholding evidence and admonished it for not being straightforward with him. He said he would allow Dominion to conduct an additional deposition with Fox Corp chairman, Rupert Murdoch at Fox's expense. And Davis also ruled that Fox lawyers could not use newsworthiness as a legal defense, limiting their possible trial strategies. You see how that's a perfect example of how judges. That's a uh, button up. That's a making sure ain't nothing getting out there. Right. Look how, look how they induce settlement. You see how the judges do it. That's exactly like playbook behavior by the, by judges. How they they facilitate the settlements. (laughs) Yeah, because they set the terms that make your your defense impossible. It has shades (laughs) of uh, when Dick Cheney and George W. Bush agreed to only testify behind closed doors, not under oath to the 9-11 Commission. That was their... uh, That was their requirements. It just reminds me of, oh, we have our own set of rules right here. And here it is, folks, just like Lisa and I and Chris and others have been telling you. On Tuesday, Davis also appointed a special master to investigate whether Fox had adequately complied with court-ordered discovery. You know, this the presentation of evidence? Well, that probe was ended by the settlement, too. No, no, nothing to see anymore. Like when Mark David Chapman says, all right, I'm going to plead guilty. There's no reason for a trial. (laughs) Yep. Now, um, as we go from that and showing how shitty Fox News is, they also featured future potential leader of the fucking world because of the amount of people he gets over with. Unfucking real. People in this uh, alternative community sucking Elon's dick because, oh, he, he let Twitter be good again. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. And... Like you're expecting him to put a, a rocket into the sky too? How'd that work out yesterday? Well, now he he does this fucking interview with Tucker Carlson. He gets on this big platform, right? This this Tucker is the one that's you know he's he's the one out there. We got people telling us he's the one out there telling the truth. He's the only one out there in the mainstream media telling the truth. Well, he has Elon on, who talks about how he voted for Biden. Keep that in mind, folks. Like based ass Elon, the one that's saving all the conservatives on Twitter, knowing what he knows, being in the circles that he's in and as smart as people claim that he is fucking voted for Biden. That should be a fucking IQ test for Christ's sakes. What in the hell more do you need to know about this fuck that he's not on your side? What is what does he need to do? 
does he need to be at like the, the what is it the spirit cooking thing like carving up a fake baby and eating it in his in his fucking demonic uh halloween costume and who admits to even i mean would you even suppose someone did would you even want to admit to it <laughs> yeah yeah not not only saying it and, and and after a conversation about how much he loves regulation too you know, uh, all of my companies, uh, uh, we love the regulation and we, we we comply with all the regulation. And I love regulation sometimes and just like sometimes I don't. But uh, when I, whenever I need to tell people something that I don't like, I tell them it on Twitter and then they all follow me. And that's why I bought Twitter. Thanks, you know Elon Asperger. <laughs> I'm thinking, I mean, do you think he actually just said that he voted for Biden? Because I can't, I, I mean, that's so. Oh, yeah. How are we going to verify that, too? Yeah. Did, did, he, did he just say that so he could play both sides against the middle? So then, you know, people on the other side would say, oh, well, he's not that bad because he's still, <laughs> look, he voted for Biden. So we'll give oh, him yeah, more. Of course. Of course. <laughs> you know, always, always the half measures, always the bullshit to, to play both sides. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I mean, What's but they had him on the to me is that is that the 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 willingness of people to fall for for rhetoric, you know, that I see on Twitter. I, but I often ask myself, you know, how real is that, though? Are we just I mean, well, is it a true representation or are, are these all just bots? Well, I mean, even Elon's personality itself here, um, when, whenever it comes down to the creation of him. Like in his media persona, who the fuck knows like what he's actually about, what his real intentions and motivations are. I mean, David Knight's done excellent coverage with uh, Elon's family's background and everything uh, with trying to establish a technocracy and being booted out of fucking countries. Like basically, I mean, Elon has a lot in common with George Soros, come to think of it. <laughs> One word comes to mind. Groomed. Yeah, no doubt. Now it says government had full access. Elon Musk uh, makes bombshell claim that U.S. government could access Twitter's users' private messages. So it says here in the bullet points that uh, Twitter owner and CEO Elon Musk has claimed in a new interview how the U.S. government had complete access to users' private messages on Twitter. Musk also stated how he was surprised when he learned of the revelation. <laughs> Shocked. Shocked. That, there's gambling shock, here. I say. Shocked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's no gambling here. Um, it says uh, Musk then goes one step further and admits how government agencies had full access to everything that was happening on Twitter. Now, it says in a wide ranging interview with Fox News's Tucker Carlson set to be broadcast on Monday and Tuesday night, which was broadcast earlier this week. Musk made the starting claims, noting uh, how he was shocked to learn that the government had full access to private communications on the platform. Now, Elon also uh, in that interview talked a lot about A.I., now, I'm not going to say that some of his claims weren't correct, but we're going to put this guy in charge of making those moral decisions. Didn't he just say that he voted for Biden? <laughs> Didn't he just, I mean, isn't he a climate change fucking uh, person too? Isn't this another one of those like, yeah, he, he kind of agrees somewhat with me on this issue. So I, I support him here, but I don't support him there. Well, it doesn't really, it doesn't remove him from the conversation, does it? It doesn't strip any power away from him. That's certainly for sure. Um, I mean, it may have cost him some money to buy Twitter, but he said he's willing to sell it to somebody. So who knows Wait, who could be next in him, line there? Cost him or cost 
across the the, well, the who were the so, investors? Uh, yeah, he had a, a, person, he had a team a of investors behind the curtain. Yeah, he definitely had a team of investors, um, and who those investors are, and what their intentions are, and other things like that too, should also be called into question. Yeah, oh, I mean, dude, I, that wouldn't have anything. Taxpayers, to do with dude. You know how many government contracts that guy gets? How many uh, uh, government handouts that Tesla gets? And also, um, folks, yeah, also he gets folks, plenty of government at, handies. Look into his his mother's background too, if you want to get into witchcraft. That's Ooh. all. Okay. Oh, and and his uh, significant other too, isn't she? Uh, uh, one of you know those priestesses or just look into witch, well, not like a cult priestess, but just look well, into no, the, but you know the what I mean, the, the, the witchcraft yeah. thing. You know, there's a reason why they had to escape from Canada. That's all I'm saying, folks. Look it up. Yes, and and I was just going to say with with Fox News being the first ones to throw in the towel. Uh, during the last election for them to uh, punk the fuck out with their dominion claims and settle. And also for them to bring on Elon now and have this massive influencer, this big cult of personality that is Elon Musk, the ones that conservative Inc talk about and uh, they, they cheer on and everybody's tagging them and this and that. Yeah. Well, you know, well, you know how they're recouping themselves too now, didn't you see? Uh, they got, uh, and I like her, but you know, it is what it is. Roseanne Barr, they're going to be doing a new new program with her, I guess, uh, to go opposite the view. Let so, oh, because everybody loves Roseanne Barr, now everybody's going to go running back to to Fox News. That's pathetic. Yeah. And then just to wrap up this for the big four, it says must admission that agencies had full access to everything happening on Twitter. They, they still don't. <laughs> uh, including direct messages is likely to raise concerns among users who may have assumed that their private conversations were entirely private and secure. While it is unclear how long the government had such access, uh, Musk's comments suggest the situation is far more widespread than many may have considered. In addition to discussing government surveillance on social media, Musk also expressed concerns about the dangers of artificial intelligence. Yes. Uh, well, isn't that what's uh, driving a lot of these political decisions? Isn't a lot what drives um, investment? Isn't it a lot what drives um, just sort of the direction of culture even, um, I'm guessing? How much of what we're experiencing right now in the world socially is influenced by artificial intelligence? Are we living out predictable models uh, based on our past information about our behaviors um, and how we act as people in groups, is that not can that not be exploited by artificial intelligence? If artificial intelligence can write me a fucking poem, um, you think it can't figure out what makes people tick, how to get people in groups to act a certain way, how to get them to never seek the evidence, how to never get them to verify certain claims and to chase rabbit holes that lead to nowhere. I'm thinking it's possible. What do you guys think? You think AI could be doing this to us? Could be putting us through these uh, these doldrums here, socially? People are just, it seems, um, in general, are apathetic. So most people don't even take the time to want to do some critical thinking and people are stupid vetting. So they, it's a lot easier, right? Take take the quick pill. Well, yeah, but that. That also makes people more predictable too, doesn't it? Like if you can, if you can 
make a population ignorant or cynical or nihilistic, then you can take advantage of that. Then you can sell them anything. You can get them on any idea. You could tell them that they're saving the planet by not driving that day, even though that the person that told them that's going to be in a fucking jet plane. Remember Jim Jones? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's group psychology right there for you. It's, you know, drinking the, I don't think it was actual Kool-Aid. It was like an off-brand Kool-Aid. Right, Chris? No, I'm pretty sure it was real Kool-Aid, but uh, yeah, cyanide in it. And it was a, a gigantic MK Ultra CIA mind control operation. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to uh, the influence of people like Elon Musk, um, don't fucking think that they're on your side, people. Just um, look at the examples of Bill Gates and uh, Fuckface from Facebook there. They, their backgrounds are very murky, and they're given these legacies that we don't really know where they come from. And they're given a tremendous amount of access to people and things and information, too. Exactly. Like, Bill Gates has the back door to a lot of computers <laughs> let's just say that and like someone has his back door ah oh. you just beat me to the punch ah, yes. well, uh, yeah well somebody definitely beat uh beat you all to bill's uh punch box but um no with with bill like in microsoft and any company like that apple uh, yes. uh you know any major technical technocracy uh type of company um, they have a tremendous amount of access to all of our information. How compromised is that information? If if you're using Twitter under the assumption that you have no privacy, am that I would be a good assumption. And that's what I always go yeah, by. Yeah. Any of my text messages, anything on Facebook or Twitter, I'm already under the assumption that they're already being looked at and I have nothing to hide, but I don't like the idea that the invasion of privacy fucked them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But everything. Everything on your devices, like everything, everything on your devices, especially even the metadata, the stuff of just tracking your GPS movements, you know, the, the, the geofencing type of thing, like David Knight's talked about and others, um, the, the, the track and trace stuff that we saw with COVID, um, all the information for where you move around your house while holding your phone, the times that you use it, the things that you search for and when. All that information, like when people upload things onto Twitter, like even this broadcast, and there's a reason why, like I, I, I like to use Twitter, um, and, and it's because it helps bring people over to other alternative platforms. Hopefully, like I want more people to come to Rumble and Odyssey, where we can have more open and honest conversations, and get people off the platforms of Twitter and onto other ones, other more independent ones at least, um, and especially when uh, uh, free world. Dot .fm uh, opens up for us too. Like getting more people onto independent networks, things where you have the ability to speak, have the ability to take as long as we need to explain something, to present evidence, to, to put together source lists like we do. Like with, with something like Twitter though, everything that we feed into it goes into that predictability programming. Like it, it, allows, it allows the establishment to see our moves because they're tracking all of it including what we're doing on all of our devices that I don't doubt that at all anymore. Like if the NSA had the ability 20 years ago to basically see all of our messages and listen to our phone calls. Um, and we know about that. What the fuck does it have the ability? They to did do and they were, and they have six. Yeah. Look at the, the promise technology and echelon. 
they've been listening in since they had the capability to since we uh were talking on telephones back in the day yeah so not trying to drive any paranoia folks but don't trust any fucking device don't trust any device that it, that it's somewhat private any any type of any type of online service um they always have an ability always have an ability to trace every single thing but knowing that act as if tell the system to go fuck itself like if all the ai program gets is fuck you over and over again maybe it just maybe it'll do that maybe it'll grow arms um uh, you know when it becomes sentient and actually like fists itself fuck it <laughs> like that's the only other thing i got for it like meme memeing it out of existence like just like shitting on it so much and telling the system that we hate it so much and that we don't want to be a part of it so much like is that is that our only way is that our only way to just reject all of this i mean i'm not talking about technology in general but all the people that are involved in it like all the major platforms yeah. all the social media websites like all the major news organizations all the major political parties like they're all they're all part of the same group why don't we just tell the system consistently yeah, I know. to go fuck itself like if they're watching here fuck you buddy there if you're watching this right now fuck you <laughs> we don't we don't want to part of it every time i wake up in the morning yeah like this isn't this isn't the, the country that i want i wasn't i wasn't born into you know, this servitude i didn't ask for this like i i don't i don't want to be monitored all the time with every fucking device that i own I don't want somebody having a backdoor to my information at all times, especially if it's willing to share it with the government unfucking beknownst to me. <laughs> like, you know, you basically you sign you you sign up a contract to get a cell phone service. Did you know that they could just hand all your information over to the government without warrant? They could just be like, here, guys, there you go. Oh, this person was in Washington, D.C. on near January 6th. There you go. There's all their personal records. You don't even have to subpoena us. We love you. There you go. That's it. That's your that's your fucking privacy. That and that's not just your cell phone, folks. That's your debit or credit card. That's your MasterCard or Visa. Mm -hmm. That's your Capital One account or whatever the fuck else, and all these other banks. That was like your a, mail, even like the FBI got caught looking through people's mail. The oh, they used mail. to do it with library books, dude. Library I mean, think books, of, think yeah. of Catcher and how many how many killers were associated with Catcher in the Rye? What <laughs> am uh oh <laughs> did you just step in the rye chris did you step in no. your catcher no, that's, that's, oh that's, i oh no no because no. yeah. <laughs> i because i went to you know i went to a, a private school and that was on our reading list so <laughs> and that, that was, was big that was my, i think that was um yeah jd salinger 1980 or 81 the that they assigned that well and well that was <laughs> that's funny because uh peter and i are doing uh, episodes of uh don't take our word for it about the john lennon assassination and uh catcher in the rye is all over that case with uh chapman and also with john hinckley which was only a few months later he had a copy of catcher in the rye and sirhan sirhan i believe had catcher in the rye too did we ever get an answer to the question what is the frequency canon? Kenneth. Kenneth. There we go. Well, Dan Rather is kind of a douche. 
Why did he call him Kenneth? Well, the whole thing behind that, the, the REM song, the famous song there, was that this crazy guy that would be wearing a tinfoil hat, that type, that kind of person, was, went and assaulted Dan Rather in New York City, punched him, and knocked him down and said, what's the frequency, Kenneth? And the whole idea was that the guy was under some kind of mind control or whatever. That was... Uh, Michael Stipe and R.E.M. kind of picked the ball up and ran with it and with that song. But that was, uh, there's a lot of weirdness with Mr. Dan Rather, too, going all the way back to even him claiming to watch the Zapruder film. JFK, yep. And claiming and being the only one, only reporter allowed in the room, go figure. And he came out and described uh, JFK's head going violently forward, which was not the case. So, and then he got a nice cushy job and he got to replace Walter Cronkite on CBS when Walter Cronkite, you know, was pushed out and did the voice of the owl god, uh, Moloch at Bohemian and Grove afterwards. Anyway, it's all connected, dude. I don't know. What is the frequency? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, 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 maybe it was a Freudian slip there when I said frequency cannon because we did uh purport on uh, well, they had the on, crap cannon on, on so frequency they're... weapons. Well, uh, yeah, not, harp. Yeah, a couple harp. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in Alaska. Hmm. But Lisa, you brought up going to like a private school, and a lot of times that is an advantage. A lot of people, a lot of conservatives, I'm sure, out there are thinking, like, man, I need to get my kids out of these. Uh, public schools they're terrible they're they're teaching them to cut their dicks off well i'm gonna send my person you know i'm gonna send my uh kid to uh, a private catholic school and that's where it's safe right well fed a persecution of conservative catholics will involve infiltration yeah 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 Yeah. says lawyer who uncovered fbi infiltration playbook um this is uh utah attorney jesse uh trentadu has been fighting the federal government. Wow. For Oklahoma City, years. folks. He, yep. uh, I wanted to get him on uh, the show eventually, too. Yeah. And said uh, he's been in this for 28 years since the suspicious death of his brother in the aftermath of the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing. Trinity suspects his, uh, suspects his brother was killed in a violent interrogation that was later ruled a suicide. That's they thought he was John Doe number two and they killed the wrong guy was the idea. Wow. And it says, despite significant evidence suggesting federal agents murdered him 28 years ago, as part of a uh, of documenting his brother's death, Trenadu has regularly issued Freedom of Information Act requests to obtain documents and files. And in the process, uncovered a series of major federal procedures for the systematic infiltration of American institutions, political organizations, we just talked about not too long ago, uh, Congress, judicial staff, <laughs> not surprising, right, Lisa? Uh, yeah. Defense councils, politicians, uh, media outlets that had previously gone unnoticed. Whoa. Now, this system is known by the Federal Bureau of Investigation as the, in quotes, Sensitive Informant Program, or SIP. Yeah. <laughs> these guys are so stupid so fucking stupid and relates to high level highly placed individuals who regularly provide compromising confidential information to the national police force now trying to do share the fbi manual for handling confidential informants with the gateway pundit that would govern the management of these spies within organizations 
It makes clear, even though copious unnecessary deletions and redactions, that sources are recruited to spy on their coworkers, subordinates, and others within their workplace. If you see something, say something, folks. They wrapped, they wrapped that up with the Patriot Act after 9-11. That's right. Absolutely. Does that guy look Arab? Call this number. You know, then they maybe, didn't even care after a while. Then it was like just spy on your neighbors, even if they were Arab or not. It was just yeah, all yeah. like stitches, like snitches get stitches type thing. Is there a mosque going up in your neighborhood? Can you believe it? Will you call the FBI and let them know? And what the FBI will do is, is that they'll probably infiltrate that mosque, find a few fucking retarded guys, tell them <laughs> to go blow something up, and they'll be like, I guess I'll go blow something up. And as soon as they say that, Woo, 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 woo. Here comes the cops to arrest them. You no, did it. We found the terrorists, folks. We found the terrorists. They'll go and give them the explosives, too. Yeah. <laughs> Retard with half exactly. a pipe Exactly. Just, eh. You World know. Trade Center 93. They'll provide the explosives, even. They caught them buying BBs for a slingshot. You know, they were that just like, applies, we caught the terrorists. That applies to Las Vegas, too, because uh, how many... Uh, artillery you know the weapons that were uh you know like columbine there were way too many weapons and explosive devices found like all over the place that paddock couldn't possibly have done by himself no. i mean come on what do you think he got all of them and where's all the video footage las vegas is almost uh if not even more surveilled than the pentagon on 9-11 i mean give me a break there's got to be footage of him uh everywhere but yet we don't have it yeah, we don't know where it is. <laughs> Just like uh, all, all the NASA records burned up, right? <laughs> yeah, the janitor threw it out back because he was like, "You know what? We need some. We need to make space. Get it? <laughs> we need to make space. Space." Well, that, we, what was that building in Florida? That uh, yeah, John McAfee was keeping some sensitive information. They demoed it, and then they killed him and uh, said it was suicide. Yeah. Wow. And, oh, uh, no, you is... might be on an island with Jeffrey. Or it could be that. I don't know. McAfee was kind of a wild card. Uh, our friend Donald uh, got to talk to him a whole bunch. You know, I talked to him once, like for like a second on the phone. And that's about it. I don't know if he's dead or not. But I'm assuming. I don't know. Now with, um, let's get back to uh, this other uh, big four. So, uh, it Sorry says... for going on all those tangents. No, 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 no. No, it says that uh, Trinidad warns that um, the signals that the FBI is targeting uh, Catholic churches for prose uh, prosecution. Is it prosecution? Yeah, yeah. Almost prosecution. <laughs> uh, well, I wanted to see if it was persecution. No, it's prosecution is a strong signal that they will use this process to target and identify key sources in high places to compromise the church. Now oh, could all could, church isn't already compromised to begin. Well, with. I was gonna say, I mean, let's let's look at the ties. Um, so oh who the fuck the price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> um who the fuck did that book? Uh I read a book not too long ago, and I can't remember the author's name, but it was about um uh Kamala Harris and uh Joe Biden and uh Bernie Sanders and a bunch of other political candidates uh for the 2020 election. And it talked oh. about in all the different various ways that you know, those people were compromised. Oh. And in the section about Kamala Harris, it talked about the amount of money that the Catholic Church gave Kamala Harris in California. Oh. Basically, to uh, if you look at the stats on how many 
child sex cases were prosecuted against the Catholic Church in California. You know, a really populous state. You compare that to other smaller ones, and there's a big discrepancy there. Turns out, I guess there wasn't as much pedophilia in the Catholic Church in the state of California, was it? Malaire. Profiles and corruption, was that it? Yes, yes. Yeah, what what was that guy's name? I forget his fucking name. Uh, right here we got uh, Peter Schweizer. Yeah, Peter Schweizer. Yeah, that was that was the. I remember yeah, this book. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was. I mean, it, it went through Joe Biden's, uh, you know, connections to things through his brother and all the places where he was in charge of during his vice presidency and beforehand. Oh, yeah. uh, not just the Hunter stuff, you know. So, no, like, think- a meeting with the financiers of nine eleven people forget that well and i'm not i'm not saying but i'm probably gonna say it that uh (laughs) that well these claims again um could they be could the fbi actually be doing its job and looking into the catholic church and this is the way for the catholic church to be like yeah we're being infiltrated yeah well that could be it but you want to know something i always wonder jesse ventura brought this up a long time ago you know how we have the, the RICO laws with organized crime? Yeah. Well, why wasn't the uh, Catholic Church, at least within the United States, brought up on charges with the RICO Act when they were moving priests around instead of calling the authorities? Organized I used to crime? think that there would be like a huge public backlash or outcry to the government prosecuting or going after. It doesn't matter. If there's, uh, yeah. Crimes like that being committed. I don't give yeah, a fuck yeah. who you are. Oh, I'm saying I, I used to believe that there would no, be public you, outrage. Like we don't do right. public outrage anymore. People just yeah. fucking they, they meme something and, and that's, yeah, that's that's where it ends. That's, you remember uh, the spotlight movie yes. documentary, whatever. I do remember that. Yeah. But it just Why seems seeing like, Bruce did, I think actually now I think about it. But it elaborate, Lisa. Like, I'll be right back. Give me two seconds, but please elaborate. Yes. Yes, Lisa, I'm happened. here. No, nothing keep going, Lisa. I'm here. But, I can't but, hear you. But though. nothing, but nothing happened, right? right? I mean, I mean, everything. I mean, that in itself bared out a lot of criminality. Yeah. Yet, that, yeah, it, it just kind of like went went away. Yeah, it disappeared, and uh, they just they just kept moving these guys around. I mean, I don't care if they're priests or not. If they're diddling kids and they're committing crimes you don't just move them around to a different parish to continue the diddling you know well but that goes along with but see so i guess it's hand in hand with the fbi correct i mean right yeah it should be because it's like handlers no yes oh yeah and well and you think about it the fbi doesn't keep track of the um, the numbers when it comes to missing children apparently or at least they haven't for years and years and uh, they might be now for some reason but last time i checked that that wasn't a statistic they were keeping track of and i always found that very very odd and very oh, yeah. alarming yeah, i'm back the fbi had uh files on both john lennon and george carlin right? yes yes they did i would love to see their file on the catholic church boy there Ooh. is probably none. <laughs> it's probably <Yeah>. none. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, check out that. There's a movie actually all about the uh, J. Edgar Hoover and Richard Nixon and the FBI uh, tormenting uh, John uh, Lennon. It's called The U.S. versus John Lennon, I believe. It was like 15 years ago. kind of came and went. It was a pretty good documentary, though. Yeah. And this is uh, the book that... Thank you, Grace. 
for uh, finding that. Yeah, this is the book that I read from Peter Schweitzer. Definitely go check that out, Profiles in Corruption. Uh, gave me a lot of good background, especially on some people I wasn't as familiar with. Man, hate like to say Walker it. Uh, Corey, Corey Booker? Because yeah. isn't uh, Rosario Dawson like with I Corey? think so. Now, he's written a whole lot of series on, on this. And oh, I'm yeah. just curious. Not, I don't, I mean, I, I mean, I like the guy. Um, it seems to me that he's provided verifiable, uh, solid information. Well, it's like Jones, who's giving him the information and why? Uh, exactly. That's my question because I want to know how's he how's he walking around. I'm just wondering. Yeah, why is he still breathing and others that came before him aren't? I'm not saying yeah, just I'm pointing out a fact. That's all. Right. I mean, I don't want anything to happen to any to this guy at all. Yeah, anybody. But I, but I mean, yeah. I, I'm just. I'm wondering. still wondering why Gerald Salente is not kicked off of YouTube when everyone else is. I'm not saying Gerald Salente is anything. I'm just pointing out a fact. I fucking love his delivery, though. <laughs> no, I do, but I'm saying oh, why. Yeah. He didn't add a yeah. band, though, when he, uh, well, uh, to watch it, but whatever. <laughs> when you do get to a certain level of subscriber, you do get to work with a team that helps keep you on YouTube. Yeah, um, like people like Chuck, right? I'm not saying anything bad about Gerald, but like yeah. Chuck did not have the audience whatsoever that Gerald Salente does. And you would think they would want to yank him, off, Gerald Salente, no. off against you know with the covid saying even just saying words like covid got people kicked off of youtube I, I i'm not defending i'm just saying that um the smaller ones are easier to go after um i listened to eric july and eric july during covid got plenty of strikes that he had removed he yeah. actually appealed them they took them away none of that was afforded to me and i'm sure none of that was afforded yeah. to chuck no. and that's just because like we we the don't smaller, have the yeah yeah, we don't have the audience because when you piss off, you know, a larger amount of people, then it becomes a problem. Like if you just piss off a couple hundred subscribers, like YouTube pisses that in a day, they don't care. Right. But, you know, if you're going to you, you turn away like a hundred thousand subscribers, then that's when that's when it becomes a little bit more serious because you then think you're like involving a, a voice advertising like Salente, though, coming out against COVID and shit was reaching well, a lot of people. You would have thought they would have yanked his ass off anyway, regardless well, of no, those it's really about the advertiser dollar. Like that's, they'll take they'll take true. somebody they'll take somebody like a Gerald because they they know that he's in a box there on their platform that he's never going to be on the front page yeah. trending. He's right. never going to be you know a, a major threat to them as far as and I'm not undercutting that's anything true. he's ever done or accomplished. And I'm not saying he's a bad guy. Yeah. I'm just pointing out but, things. But you're, you you yeah. that could be what it is. Yeah. Well, and I've had this conversation with with other people offline. It's just like, well, were you a huge threat? I was like, no, not not really. But like, it's 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 the fact that they can they could just easily uh, take out people that don't have a lot of representation, yeah. and then they can keep the mid card to even high level um, uh, channels on there that are uh, that are opposed to them essentially, like even people like Crowder. Right. Like look how many times he's booted off and then brought back on, booted off and brought back on. Like, of course, because when it comes down to it, it's about the advertising dollar. Yeah. But also, I mean, like you said, uh, are you just keeping people on that are sort of lukewarm on certain things? Right. Right. Maybe. I mean, yeah. it's a yeah, there could be a lot of plays there. But I, I think, That's all. I was just yeah, I, I think definitely has a lot to do with um, it, your reach. So if you have a large reach in an outs, uh, outspoken type of audience, they don't want to bother. It's not worth it. It's yeah. just easier to pick on the little people instead. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, it makes sense. Yeah. Eh, right. Yeah. Now with um this, I wanted to point out too, um, with the leaker. Let's talk about more leakies. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. But um, yeah, this is from PM uh post-millennial leaker of US classified docs claims government knew about white supremacist Buffalo shooter in advance, but let it happen so they could get more funding. I would not doubt that one fucking bit. Well, in quotes, and this is why I want to end with this, especially with having someone like you on the show because of the extensive research you've done. We're going to talk about the Evalde shooter LOL thing in a sec. But um, he he said, in quotes, he thought that the government is overreaching in several aspects, but there wasn't some heavy Snowden-like conspiracy here. Um, now, this is from Sarah Higdon says the leaker of U.S. classified documents told the members of their invitation-only Discord server. Again, invitation-only. It's private, right? Discord. Private invitation-only? Hell no, it's not. Nope. Any, anything on any device, anything that you're doing. All, all, all gets part of the record if they want it to be. And all the things that they don't want on the record, well, that's, that gets handled in the fucking settlement or the plea deal. Welcome to, welcome to justice. But it says that... Um, their private only, the private invitation only Discord server that the government hides uh, horrible <laughs> truths from the public. Uh, one such example was a claim that federal agencies allowed the 2022 shooting at a Buffalo supermarket to happen so they could use the event to argue for more funding. And I argued this disbanding of this fucking organization, if there's any truth to that whatsoever. Oh, hell yeah. But also, it says a report from the Washington Post said that this claim was baseless. Now, the Washington Post is the CIA's newspaper, and exactly. they use the CIA's constant deflection uh, term, bird. baseless. You just get people to say that the claims are baseless. You yeah. don't refute anything. They can yeah. claim, oh, yeah, we caught you eating the baby. We have a video of you. Yes, Hillary Clinton, you eating this baby. And, then, and yes, and then Hillary just says, that claim is baseless. And then and they go on the view on. and the view says it's baseless. And fucking Fox News says it's baseless. And if now, they why is it, how is it baseless? How did you prove yeah. it wrong? Uh, moving on. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Cream uh, John Piero say it's baseless. But if, if, if anybody nothing. in the media said that it wasn't baseless, um, then they get called into court. They get sued. Yeah. And then. <laughs> and, and now. Then I, you can actually, they can win and you have to pay money and they don't have to prove they, they were wrong. Yep, and then, and then now you can't show the proof because that's or part of no the settlement. The pudding, there's no pudding at all. Pudding pop. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Now, speaking of pudding pops, Charlie Kirk <laughs> pointed out that the context here is interesting given that much of what was leaked to this Discord chat turned out to be true. I mean, I guess you can't be wrong there. Yeah. When pointing out something that's pretty fucking obvious there, Charlie. Um, an investigation at the time revealed many missed red flags. And one of the members of the Discord server noted in the uh, Washington Post that he was impressed with the man's ability to forecast major events before they became headlines. The member said that the man they called OG, weird. Because OG is our, our top original gangster. Yeah, yeah. This ice, ice, uh, T back in the day. OG original gangster. What a great album. Uh, saw the intelligence community as a force that wanted to keep its citizens in the dark. Okay. Uh, the member said he thought that the government is overreaching in several aspects, but there wasn't some heavy Snowden like conspiracy here. Right. Trust now, me. Now, 
it also goes on to say that the poster posted several classified documents uh, a week to the server where he, he was seen as the leader. Uh, another leaderless uh, operation, as it seems. Again, that's not a thing. Yeah. yeah. And then the server was a small group of mostly young men and boys with a love for guns, military gear, and God. Yeah. Do you think it would be easy to rope a bunch of people like that in to something? Hey, come join this Discord server. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if they fit all that profile and say that if you go onto their social media profiles, that's exactly what it shows. You oh, think yeah. the social media companies don't know all that information? You think yeah. they don't gather all the all the metadata on all of your guns, you know, military gear and God rhetoric stuff? That they don't track all of that? <laughs> to make they got technology on what to show you they got technology where they can literally point uh something at your home and see exactly what's inside of it using like sonar and shit like that oh they can they have technology uh, like we talked about with angry tiger and stuff they have technology that they can recognize the signature of your heartbeat yes <laughs> yeah exactly and i'm not talking about while laying in a machine this is like through your wall they know yeah. that you're in your house with by a your own heartbeat. Dish. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, if that's what they got, I mean, to that think was that, in the 96. Imagine, like I said, 30 to 50 years advanced yeah. at the time. Well, yeah. Everybody knows nowadays that if you walk past a TV or say TV, that you're going to get a TV advertisement on your feed. Yeah, um, so how in the fuck doesn't that affect like other, other decisions that you make in life? And how yeah. things are presented to you, what reality that you live in, what news stories that you see and understand, what information is presented. Yeah. Hmm. It's a nightmare on Elm Street, and Elm Street is everywhere. Yeah. Now it said the boy uh said, um, it said the member that spoke that that the post spoke with was under the age of 18 and had viewed OG as his best friend. Cool. So young kid. It's on this Discord server and thought that the guy was his best friend and said that the boy said it felt like I was on top of Mount Everest and continued. It felt like I was above everyone else to some degree and that I knew stuff that they didn't. And of, and of that group, he said, they were like a tight knit family. So and at one point in 2022, OG stopped writing out transcripts of the classified material to posting pictures he took. So instead of writing out evidence, I had to switch to something that doesn't give you as much context. But then some of the pictures leaked and were related to the war in Ukraine, yeah. dealing with operation plans and troop levels. Were they? Were the, were the, yeah. Is the stuff that I'm just asking post-millennial, the stuff that was leaked, was that dealing with operation plans and troop levels? I'm not sure about that. Was Maybe. it with bio labs that were supposed to not exist and then existed in Ukraine? Was, that's right. Was it something to do with the war crimes? There, no doubt, unfuckably happening there, right? Like I think it had something. I think it personally, it had something to do with whether or not Amber Heard deserves to be called Amber Turd. Yes, yes, thank that's you. Yes. Person, <laughs> uh, it's troop levels, not poop levels, but. Now it says, uh, through some oh, of the troop level information had been doctored to reflect an increased casualty rate for the Ukraine army. Oh yeah. So, I mean, if he had any evidence that the government was lying to us about how many people are dead in something, they've never done that before. Right, Chris? Not until this exact moment. No. Six. Yeah. I just wanted to verify. You could take that to the central bank. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very. 
digitally. You could take your digital coin. Well, <laughs> yeah. Bank. yeah. Yeah, present it. Yeah, nothing in your solid, hand. Nothing solid or, or real. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to the turd thing, aren't you? Going back to the hoop, <laughs> the hoop deck. <laughs> hoop deck. Sorry, Lisa. Lisa, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Uh, she had about to take care of something. I think no, she's I'm she back went. now. I'm back now. Hell yeah. All right. We got Lisa back. But it said um too, and it, uh, I was gonna say that uh though some of the troop information had been doctored to reflect an increased ca casualty rate for the Ukraine army and a decreased rate for the Russian army. Line about numbers. I wonder if they did that norm. The member said that OG was not for Russia or Ukraine. The young member said that most people in the server were smart enough uh to kind of realize that. They shouldn't be posted anywhere else. When the documents were made public, OG signed off and told the members he didn't want to be associated with any of us. Over, after over 100 of the documents surfaced across various social media sites, one senior intelligence official called the leak a nightmare for the United States and the countries they share intelligence with. <laughs> Five eyes um, and others. And on Thursday afternoon, FBI agents arrested 21-year-old Jack Tixeria, a member of the Massachusetts Air National Guard's intelligence wing in connection with yeah, the this wasn't too always funny. up in your direction, yeah. Grace. Andy, Andy was in Dighton, I believe, right? Yeah, Dighton is actually a place that I've been to uh, a few times while investigating the Bridgewater Triangle because there's an ancient rock. It's like a little museum out in the middle of the woods called Dighton Rock. And it has mysterious carvings and writings all over it that could be the Chinese from thousands of years ago, could be the Vikings, could be all kinds of different speculation. But this, it's weird. And you guys look it up. Dighton Rock. It's uh, very mysterious. It has nothing to do with this except for the location of this individual being arrested. That's about it. <laughs> now, finally, let's move on to uh, this is the last of the big four. Uh, so this goes with what we just talked about, though. This is another one from the Daily Beast again, making a return appearance. Double, biased? Double, double beast in it uh, today. But this one, instead of jack-off material, it says horrifying. So I guess they got the... Oh, to some people, that might still be the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Do they do those little warnings on everything? I'm not a big daily... Yeah, theocracy now. He's an asshole. I guess they do that with everything. Yeah. yeah. So they do have a, a jack-off material section if you're looking for that on Daily Beast. Uh, good job, guys. <laughs> we do it's, too, don't we? Uh, oh, we don't have a website yet. but That's conspiring with Mr. Cooper. Yeah, we have... <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> coming soon, soon. yes. Uh, now, this is from Daily Beast. A Valde shooter wrote LOL on whiteboard with victim's blood during massacre. Um, now, why would something like this information, why is this uh, prevalent or something? Is this to uh, maybe stir up some shock feelings? Value. Yeah. yeah, shock value. Yeah. Says the families. Of the well, hold on one second, mm -hmm. Six. Let's keep in yes. mind, I, I was trying to point this out during when the Nashville thing happened. They did uh, the same type of information came out around uh, the time of Uvalde that the shooter was a transgendered individual and everyone kind of just forgot about it. Mm -hmm. I was questioning whether whether they pulled the plug on that aspect of that of, of if this was an op, I'm saying allegedly because you have to now. Um, if this was an op, was that originally? Were they going to greenlight that aspect of the background of the uh, the shooter at first? 
then they decided not to and it became oh it's just a conspiracy theory it was uh was it a vince mcmahon script rewrite last minute you well, know? that's what i mean <laughs> and then now with nashville they decided to go all the way with the green uh, the green light with the uh, transgendered aspects I, I always wondered that was weird because that was all over the reporting in the initial uh you know time of the beginning of uvaldi so just keep that in mind i mean maybe there's nothing to it but just weird timing and why lol like like that's uh, why make it something like that i don't, I don't it's, just, it's so yeah weird. it's so weird yeah. um i actually pulled the article where they got this from it was from nbc so let's switch over to that one yeah of all day shooter a uh, school shooter wrote lol on whiteboard and victim's blood um and this is told to families at an emotional hearing. Now it says that Austin, Texas, the Evaldi uh, school shooter wrote LOL in the blood of his victims on a, uh, what says his question mark um, on a classroom whiteboard, a Texas lawmaker revealed at an emotional hearing with victims, families late Thursday, uh, Tuesday, uh, the revelation yeah, is weird though. Why does it say, why is the headline different? And then in that it says his. Yeah. <gasps> what is that about? I guess you have to you, you have to watch in headlines how you sexualize things because people people that get pissed off at that stuff only read the headline. No, but what you know, <laughs> you don't I, sexualize people in headlines I, anymore. No, even a, no, I get that. Not even the sexualized, but originally yeah, yeah. it says right here it wrote in the vi in victim's blood, and now mm -hmm. didn't it just say his blood that he used like? No, 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 no. It would just said, uh, Oh, I gone and fucked it in the blood of his victims on a classroom. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got you. Sorry about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, uh, I was just pointing out the his part because you, you pointed out that it was supposed no, to be the transgender, a, 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 yeah, transgender thing. So I guess they have decided and, and it was a he. Uh, I got yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And revealed an emotional hearing with victims' families late uh, Tuesday. Now, the revelation from State Representative Joe Moody, who's a Democrat from El Paso, who too, took part in an investigation into the massacre. I wonder if there's any political motivation there. Well, it prompted gasps and sobs from family members of the slain children and teachers. And in quotes said, the attacker scooped up the blood of his victims and smeared it into his disgusting message, Moody said. What he wrote in innocent blood next to that was the phrase LOL. What I, what I want to know is this shock value. How right. does, how does Joe Moody know this? Yeah. And why I mean, wasn't this uh, reported over and over again ad nauseum? Like you would think they would use in the beginning, right? Yeah. Is this like a satanic panic type of thing where yes. they're describing like things to kind of like cover up other things? That's something that you would think would, would have been leaked to the press like right after the event so they could keep uh, politicize, politicizing it and everything, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you wanted maximum effect too, like imagine, yeah. imagine. I mean, take, I, take away from the cops doing nothing, right? It would say, yo, this guy was a real jerk. The know? LOL killer. Like there would have been. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. that would have been great branding. marketing for it. Yeah. Branding. branding. I mean, I remember I, I the first time I got to interview Don Jeffries it was yeah. right after the Evalde shooting. That's right. And um, had the situation had been that that photo of LOL written in blood on a wall somewhere. Yeah. You fucking bet I would have brought that up. That may have been the thumbnail. Shit. I mean, just because of like the impact that, that something like that has, like yeah. psychologically to show people. 
So it but, sounds like a lot of, I don't know, to me, it sounds like, oh, this is uh, would be a good detail after the fact just to, uh, I don't know, to take our attention away from other shit going on this week or whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, before you trust uh, Representative Joe Moody, who's a dick from El Paso, I'm sorry, Democrat from El Paso. Um, yeah, before you trust anything with his investigation or anything like that, um, yeah, take it, take everything with a grain of salt. I'll just say that. Now, the chilling detail came hours into the hearing of a state house committee that started Tuesday morning and stretched past midnight. I wonder why they're meeting with the grieving families waiting for hours to testify and plead for stricter gun laws. Now, why would you need to come out with horrifying anecdotes like that? Yeah. Why would you need it? Oh, to pass strict gun laws. So who gives a fuck if they're verified, if it's real or not, if the right. one of the cops scooped up the blood and wrote it? Uh, uh, fuck it. Joe Moody could have wrote it. Who the is fuck knows? A, is there even a photograph of this uh, scene? Yeah. You know? yeah. Is this a babies and in incubators? Yes. Thank you. You know, to get stricter gun laws? Ah, oh, exactly. of course, of course, it's bringing sobbing families into a hearing. Of course, it's politicians bringing the victims of Oklahoma their fucking City, policies. Dude. Don Jeffries pointed yes. this out. Don Jeffries pointed this out to me, and uh, it was the beginning of this uh, this whole uh, you know tampering with the court case or whatever it was during the Oklahoma City bombing trials. They brought in grieving family members to testify to their grief not to any evidence or any witness testimony from them themselves it was to taint the uh the jury with the grief of course they're going to be grieving they lost loved ones and they're in pain but what does oh, that, that was in like a the, legit the criminal case? trial or at least quote unquote right. legit and that was the trial. beginning of it this this is just a hearing to pass a law you know, like, did, of course, that even at Parkland now, too, yeah, which of course they'll weaponize it for something like this. Grieving families to have no no business being on the stand during the actual trial, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, Lisa, can you attest to ever experiencing any, any such thing with with people uh, using the aggrieved in order to get <laughs> over the jury? Please. Yeah, <laughs> please. <laughs> Now, it said the chilling detail came hours into the hearing of the State House Committee that started Tuesday morning and stretched past mis midnight with grieving families waiting for hours to testify and plead for stricter gun laws. That's so unfucking believable. But the committee is considering a bill, of course, uh, that would raise the age to purchase certain semi automatic rifles from 18 to 21. I guess by the time you're 21, you can drink some Bud Light. And just fucking forget about the fact that you were diddled in school, so you don't have to go back and shoot up the school. I guess, so, I guess that the age, the ages of eighteen to twenty-one, you just get that shit settled somehow, right? So all the recruits fucking in idiots. the army and all the military, if they're eighteen, they're not allowed to actually fire the weapon that they're supposed. Oh, no, to they're eighteen. They're obliged, due to Zelensky's orders, to go over to Ukraine oh, to serve till their to death, serve. to That's sacrifice right. themselves. That's right. That mean old pooty poot. Yeah, that fucking yeah. That fucking guy. But it says, yeah, it's legis it's legislation that the families and their supporters. Who's the supporters? Where's the money coming from? Thank say you. they most want passed in response to last year's mass shooting, but wow. which has languished in the face of opposition from Republicans, da, 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 led by Texas Governor Greg Abbott. 
Look at that yeah. right there. Look at that. It says more than one in five Americans say they've been personally threatened with a gun, Paul finds. Well, yeah. then well, shouldn't we all be armed then? Yeah. I mean, that's not take them away. <laughs> yeah. Like if, if I'm a little old man, like there was a recent story, uh, I forget the gentleman's name, but and I'll go back to the panel here. Um, it was a little old man yeah. inside of his house. And Ooh. apparently like a, a large man of a different race was trying to enter his home. And the story became about the race of the person entering the home right. and even taken on by the white house. Now this little old man, and the reason why I'm removing the, the race and not saying which ones they are, because I, I don't think idea. that fucking matters. But you know that it matters in the media, right? Yeah. You know that it matters to people because it matters in the media too. Yeah. And I'm saying if you're a little old man and a giant man's trying to break into your house and you have a gun, yep. um, using that gun? <laughs> and, right, you better, well, and, and also, a lot of people, a lot of people perish, and this is what gun trainers will fucking tell you, a lot of people perish because they choose to use the gun but not actually fucking use it. You don't yeah. just pull it out and stick it on the big guy's chest and say, hey, buddy, you better get on out of here because that guy may grab that gun off of you and rather beat use you to it death with you. it or you know, shoot yeah. you with it or stuff it up your ass. Yeah. Like, you never know. Well, that was uh, when I was being, <laughs> when I was uh, taking, uh, you know, classes and, you know, trying to get, uh, you know, gun certification and going to conservation camp and all that. They were telling us, and this is like in the 90s, they were telling us, you don't point a weapon at anyone unless you're willing to pull that trigger. Oh, no, you don't. Yeah, because nope. then it can cost you your life, you know, or it can cost somebody else's life. You always point it towards the ground. Mm -hmm. You know, you never pointed at anybody. You don't do warning shots like Joe Biden would say. You don't <laughs> go out and fire a shotgun into the fucking air. Nope. 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 Like, that's criminal. That's a criminal offense. Like, you yeah. go outside and then, fuck, you, you could potentially kill someone with that shot into the air, too. Yeah. Yeah. What a fucking idiot. We're going to put that guy's executor to what, what becomes gun laws. He's the crib keeper. That, that's who <laughs> Elon Musk voted for. He we believes in your free speech so much. He believes in your free speech so much that he voted Biden in. Uh, he took over Twitter, and then he's he's putting it out there that the the FBI and other agencies have been using Twitter like a glory hole. Uh, you know, and then, and shouldn't he be more pissed? Because that's his uh, that's his bread and butter. What he just bought, and now he's like, oh yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, but he enabled the organization that utilized it. Yeah, for the past several years, him, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so it all goes to eats itself. Yeah. What a piece of shit. What a douche. Frank. But, um, or no, sip. That's my new thing now. Sip. sip. Yeah, sip. there you go. Yeah. Sip. Sip. Now, with this, with their chance to testify, finally came after nearly 13 hours of waiting. The families angrily pleaded with the te Texas legislators to do something. We don't care what that fucking thing is, what the details are, or how many people it harms. But if you claim that you're going to do something, politicians, yeah. we'll back you because we're grieving families and you can exploit us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Through tears and visible anguish, they testified about their ongoing grief, questioned whether they could have done something to keep their children alive and expressed frustration that they have not seen action on gun laws from state yeah. leaders. Exactly. You know, why don't you ask them to put the fucking armed T-1000s there in the schools, too? Like, why don't we... Well, if they could have only have done something, my child would have been alive. Maybe if it wasn't a gun-free zone to begin with. <laughs> Maybe the T-1000 would have stopped this. 
exactly. But it said my daughter tried to buy a buy super glue at Walmart the other day and was flagged as being under 18. What's wrong with this picture? Said Javier Cesares, who lost another daughter, nine year old, to Jacqueline in the shooting. Um, by oh, okay. you pointing so out like, that like a they, store has a fucking policy about kids not buying glue and that, the gun that has I mean, anything to do with gun laws. This guy, I bet you, this guy knows shit about gun laws. And as like, if the sorry gun, about your kid, pal. And as God, if the guns were actually, uh, you know, a procured legally give me a break mm-hmm. yeah the guy who worked at wendy's folks uh that was a whole expensive amount of gun you know ammo and, and uh, gun power right well there. and look at what they're lobbying for essentially here yeah. they're lobbying for the purchase age to be changed from 18 to 21 yeah. why is that what yeah. can you do to a person between the ages of 18 to 21 oh you can put them through the fucking ringer through the educational system and universities, right? <laughs> yes, right. Once they break out of the mold of high school, they could actually become real responsible fucking people that understand that you need to arm yourself in this fucked up world. <laughs> but when you're 18 to 21 and you're going to free college because it's free now since Obama, folks, good luck right. paying back those fucking loans. Yeah. yeah th- th- this loans are going to be paid back. That's what I told my friends at the time. They're like, oh, we're all going to be given free loans. Like, there's no such fucking thing. It doesn't exist. Right. Look at the cost of education since. Where are we at now? Yeah. Well, when it comes to the, the true cost of education is uh, how these air people quotes. subverted our education system. Education in air quotes. Yeah, exactly. Infantilization is what it is. They make them fucking little pussy babies. Mind control. They turn them into little triggered uh, microaggression pussy babies is what they do to these people. And that's why they won't own a gun because they'll be too scared to even pick one up. They'll be like, that's the gun. Yes. Yes. That's what we'll do. They're just not they're, they're, And you can see it already happening. You're seeing it already happening in the workforce. You see it already happening in media and culture. Well, this is just the start folks. The pussification just began. It's the push. <laughs> yeah. It's a race. It's the race to be a puss. That's that's what it really is. It's a race to be not a race a to get the puss. puss. It's a race to be the puss. And then Chris, you, you you're gonna love this line because how, how often has this been used in these tales to push political rhetoric and bullshit? In quotes says, I saw my daughter draped in a white sheet, cold and alone in an operating room, he said in a tearful voice. Kind was he ever like in the father. operating room? Why would kind he be like in the father operating holding room? his dead son, right? To talk about Kelly. Oh, he got a bullet hole in his head. Yeah, with COVID, know. with COVID and shit, who's allowed yeah. in the operating room? Exactly. Especially during this time period. This is during the emergency. Yeah. Friggin', I remember when I was getting my neck surgery and they weren't going to let uh, my husband even in the pre op. Oh, wow. Wow. Friggin', I, was, I said, well, yeah, guys, I'm walking. I'm going to have to wrap the stream soon. Let's do a quick rapid fire with some of the stuff that uh, Chris gave us. I think I have them all pulled into the bookmarks except for Yeah, we're going to have to hurry up because guess what? Everybody better be scared. I'm not. Because <gasps> I put it in the DM. There's going to be thunderstorms. 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 Thunder. Na, 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 na. Oh, so. yeah. I like the rain. <laughs> Fuck yeah. 
Can't rain all the time, Chris. Blame it on the rain, 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 rain. <laughs> all right. So this is uh, from by way of Chris Graves. These are live contributions that will be on this week's uh, Substack source list, which you can also find my uh, transcript from my monologue earlier. This is uh, Elon Musk's mother practices South African witchcraft and gives the classic one eye Illuminati magic symbolism. His sister directed a movie about an elite family of witches. His ex, Grimes, is a practicing Luciferian witch. And Jeffrey Epstein was a consultant at Tesla. Elon Musk is an, is an antichrist. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll accept. Uh, this next one. Well, wait, wait. Antichrist. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, there's more. You have to be, isn't it? The, I thought it was supposed to be that if someone was going to be the antichrist, they had to be loved by all. Well, yeah, it's definitely not loved by us. Fuck you, no, Elon. No. All right. Uh, moving on. It says, uh, when Elon Musk hooked up with the pagan witch. Mm-hmm. Grimes. Yeah, looks like it. Um, probably a good time, though. Uh, no, it says. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we know. We know, Chris. Uh, May Musk, mother of Elon Musk, appears in haunted music video by Beyonce. It's just that May Musk is a witch in real life. Okay, so, and I guess you can watch the Beyonce video. I know nothing about it because I've been I disgusted like by her. She also appears to be a helicopter time. mother. Even how old is he now? Oh, I don't know. I mean, because I remember seeing just a little while ago all the all her tweets. You know? Any mother that would make their son do the helicopter in front of them is just gross. So, I want to be no. a blimp father. <laughs> no. And this last one, uh, by way of Chris Gray's through uh, Stillness in the Storm, an agent of conscious evolution. Ooh, pretty. The mysterious Illuminati lineage of Elon Musk. So check those out on this week's Substack source list, folks. All right. So I'm going to stop the share screen and uh, go to you guys for some. Uh, well, what's what's your um, what do we want to call these? What's your finish? What's your finishing thoughts? <laughs> sip. Sip. This is my sips. This is my sip. Oh, how well, about that sip? <laughs> finishing, uh, Melissa, would you like to go? Sure. Hey, so I'm, uh, I'm thinking to myself that uh, it is a gorgeous day out there, and uh, I'm going to go take myself a nice walk with Sadie, of course. Oh, that's a fantastic idea. Yeah, go out and enjoy the nature, folks, uh, wherever you're at. Chris? Well, I hope I can uh, get better here. Please donate if you can. Uh, I yes. hate doing that because uh, I'm I'm hurting right now. And uh, uh, folks, in the description of every one of these videos that Chris is appear uh, Chris appears on, including his own, uh, there is a link there to Linktree, and in those Linktree uh, links, there is uh, links to donation uh, websites that you can donate to Chris. So please take advantage of that. And I hate digital panhandling more than anything but i'm kind of in a bad uh, situation here but anyway uh anyway on the more uh, fun uh, more productive uh side of things um yeah conspiring with mr cooper tomorrow uh midday after america unplugged which is at noon time we're gonna do an episode about the late bill cooper and his murder and everything in between and also, I did a. I was a guest on a, a really fun uh, podcast called uh, Personal Pan Podcast. Um, basically, it's about Pizza Hut and conspiracies and Bigfoot, Sasquatch, 
right up my alley. So I think she might be, the host might be uh, releasing that pretty soon. I hope, because that was last Saturday. So that was a lot of fun. And I'd like to talk to her again, too. And also, I have uh, Chris Emery, the producer of the Oklahoma City documentary, A Noble Lie, coming on uh, tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ochili.com. Get mad with yours truly here. And I had one other uh, thing, I think. Um, no, maybe that was about it. Personal Pans podcast should be out soon. And uh, get mad tonight at 6 p.m. Conspiring with Mr. Cooper um, about Bill Cooper. And don't take our word for it. Uh, the next episode in the John Lennon assassination should be this weekend at some point, too. Thank you very much, Six. Oh, and we got our Bin Laden special coming up soon. Uh, we're, we'll, we'll chronicle the 20 different deaths of Mr. Osama Bin Laden or Tim Osman. Yes. Yes, we're going to do that in May for sure. Uh, so, but yeah, wrapping things up for this week, folks, uh, don't forget to follow us on any platform that you use. Um, I would recommend, you know, if you have a favorite, of course, uh, you know, stop back there, uh, every week. Um, if you like rumble, get at us on rumble, jump in the chat, same with odyssey, um, Twitter. I really can't see the comments and, and, and things like that for those streams, but I, I just basically put it up there to get people's attention that we've started streaming because, we were sort of on a schedule here. Um, but the, the thing I was going to bring up, though, is that the reason why I'm telling you that any any of the platforms that you use uh, subscribe to us on, because we did have a little bit of a technical gremlin issue with Rumble the other day. And uh, I fear that, uh, you know, if one of those you know things goes out that maybe people won't follow up with us because they don't know that we're on other platforms. But um, in the description of this video, there is uh, the link tree for the new prisoners. Um, it'll show you our Rumble, Odyssey, uh, Spotify. You can subscribe to us on Spotify now. Um, I get those analytics. So, you know, show us that you're listening, please. And uh, give us a review uh, if you can at any of these uh, websites as well. I know Apple, Apple Music does that. Apple Podcasts offers the ability to do reviews. Give us five stars. It helps push us in the algorithm. That's real organic growth from you, um, not bullshit. Um, and then the other good thing about us, too, is that um, we're going to have the audio versions uh, soon on uh, freeworld.fm. Uh, we're going to have our replays on, on that uh, wonderful new website coming from our friend Billy Ray. And plenty of our other good friends are going to be on that, too. Um, it's going to be the place to check out information like this uh, soon, too. And like we were talking about, an independent way. But uh, we're going to yeah, do a music show, too, there, right? Six, not giving anything away, right? Oh, I would love to. Yeah, we got to work on that schedule. But as soon as we figure out something there, I would love to do something um, not as political, but more into music and the type yes. of music that we love. And, and especially researching things the way that we research things here on the show. What we can add to uh, the legacies and the stories of I know other some shit of our favorite other, bands. Other yeah. than these conspiracy crap, I know a lot of other shit. <laughs> yes, you do, sir. And I, I want to share as much of that with the world as we can. So, uh, but um, yeah, any any of the platforms that you see that you currently use or are interested in, jump on those. Uh, subscribe for free. Uh, we have no pay paywalls to access any of our content. Um, I don't know if we'll ever have any you know paywalls to have access to any of our content as far as like political stuff is concerned. But um, definitely uh, follow us, share this information with other people. Um, and also go on uh, Substack Notes. We just started that up too. That's a new thing. So join the TMP crew, follow us, share our stuff, 
And uh, also don't forget to comment there too. We always love people that spend, uh, send us links to stories, videos, and uh, documents and other things. Uh, you can find our TMP document vault on Subscribestar. That's also free. Um, you can choose to donate to us through there and many other means. Those are linked in all the descriptions and stuff. But really, folks, we just want you to uh, come back each week, be part of the show, be part of the conversation. Uh, I like being able to pull up more specific topics like this, like the FBI. I hope everybody enjoyed what we delved into with FBI. And I'm sure you can see with the diverse panel that we have here of minds um, that that conversation you know, pretty much brought in a lot of other connections to other big stories too that are all relevant. So uh, we thank you uh, for being listeners. And until we meet again, and until we are free, we are the new prisoners. <laughs>